0: I am enjoying our connection tonight. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I know. It's, always, it's so good. It's so connected. Mm. Dude, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I know, this, uh, I know this show doesn't focus on, on music a whole lot, but man, I just, yeah. keep, I just keep checking my email, just waiting for that confirmation from U-Turn Audio that my turntable has shipped.
1: Oh, dude. Oh. I am I know, so... Man. Can I say that I'm really excited for you? Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> I am really... I really am. Like, I'm kind of living a little bit vicariously. I don't have room for a turntable in my life right now. We we
0: purposefully made room. We 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 don't have a table for it just yet, so it'll probably yeah. sit on a TV tray with the speakers, like, on the side as we find the perfect <laughs> table. But we already have a spot, like, already laid out in the living room as to where it's going to go. Nice, man. I know. I know, man. It's... uh. Yeah, it's very cool. I've got, um, I just picked up, I'm going to reach for it right here. I guess I know this show doesn't focus on music. That's why you go to Saucy Riffs. We do have a new show available too as well. So I know we were like three weeks um, late getting to everyone, but I don't know. Do you know what album this is? That looks like a a Tool album. You're right, dude. Tool Lateralis. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, dude. On vinyl. Pulled. And cut from the master tapes. Mm. I know, right, dude? This is gonna sound that... so good.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be so rich.
0: I dude, can't you just wait. rubbed it
1: against the microphone in my ears. It sounded. I know right? the plastic sounded even. Even the plastic sounded. Here we good. go. Let's
0: uh, here everyone. You get to listen to Tool.
1: <laughs> I, I
0: couldn't love. even hear that. I don't know. I know. I'll, I'll <laughs> pretend like I'm putting a needle down. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> no dude, I can't wait, dude like i said man I'm, mm. I'm, I'm living a little bit vicariously through that because that is you showed me that turntable that you bought and, i did yeah so and dude, I, I, that I, I, is a sweet turntable
0: it is i'm gonna pimp those guys a little bit here uh before we get into talking about nerdery and comic books uh it's a company called u-turn audio yeah and dude. i think i think this applies because you know a lot of uh, comic book fans are aficionados of, of a number of different things and not just comics right uh is uh, it's a company based in Boston, Massachusetts. Hopefully they hear both of these shows and say, hmm, these guys are pretty cool. Uh they build and manufacture uh in Boston. Uh it's a U.S. company. Uh I think they only have something like 12 or 15 employees. You can check out their website, you go to uturnaudio.com. They have uh, pre-built turntables where you can customize your own. I did my own customization. I didn't go crazy. I mean, you can get these things up to about, you know, darn near close to uh, about 900 bucks. I did not go that high, uh, but I did get speakers from them, the, uh, some higher end speakers. But uh very cool company. And it's, you know, when you get into the turntable world without, you know, boring everyone to death with like, just talk about superheroes. When you get into the turntable <laughs> world, it's 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 very different than like buying CDs, right? I mean, you've got CDs. You know, I still buy music. If you listen to saucy riffs and tasty licks, Rex and I, we do enjoy our music subscription service. But I am a buyer of music. I like to own music, and uh, more so, I like the physical form because it's something that I want to, along with my comic books, I want to pass on to my son and say, "Look, this is the you know where he can go back and look and say these were the cool things that." you know, dad had. And I remember when we went to the comic book store and we bought these books and we went to Zia records and he bought these records. And so I want that, you know, rather than just hitting him like a hard drive and saying, here's daddy's music. Right. <laughs>
1: here's, here's my login. Yeah. Here's, here's my here's, login. for, yeah, my, here's my, for <laughs> my subscription
0: service. Yeah. Here's my ID. Uh, <laughs> make sure you don't lose the password. Cause it's a pain to reset. Um, it's all
1: yours, my boy. Yeah. It's all, yours. all that
0: rented music is yours, boy. So, um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, so I I researched these guys and I was like, you know what? Because there was U-Turn Audio that I was really looking at. And there was a really nice setup from Klipsch. Um, I know you're an audio guy. Klipsch is like, you know, they're like one of the top tier when it comes to like really great audio. Oh, yeah. Uh, They take it very seriously. And, you know, unlike CD players, Ryan, and you'll agree with this as well, too you don't really have to be hyper picky when it comes to a CD player because it's a laser reading encoded information on a disc, right? Right. Yeah. So really, there's nothing analog about it. No. So with with a CD player, really where you're going to get, you know, tweaking the sound is if you're using a receiver or the speakers that you're using, if you're using a deck that already has a receiver built in, well, if you get little teeny tiny speakers, well, the audio is going to be kind of you know cruddy right with a turntable there is like just a whole spectrum that you can go i mean you can get yeah, like these dude. you know seventy dollar guys these crossley players that you can get it like you know um Barnes and Noble or Urban Outfitters sure, yeah. and places yeah. like that. And, you know, and those will get you by in a pinch. You can connect some basic speakers to those. But you know, it's going to be a very rudimentary needle. It's going to be a very rudimentary belt that's driving that thing. Or it's pro- more than likely going to be an electric motor and not a belt. Belt-driven seem to be, provide a little bit more consistent sound. So anyway, without just boring everyone with you know, today in <laughs> vinyl with John Lemmings... Um, I just, you know, I researched, came down to U Turn Audio and Klipsch. And really what swung it is I was able to customize my turntable. And, you know, nothing against Klipsch. They are a great company. I have owned Klipsch products in the past. I will probably own them again. I like the fact that my dollars were staying here in the US and supporting um, a business that their goal is to provide great turntable sound without just hummeling your wallet. Um,
1: and so yeah, those are reasonably priced Yeah, because like, you sent me the link and I took a look at it myself and I said, well, this is, I said, I, I imagined a very different price tag and, uh, and you're like, dude, I'm, you know, I just pre-ordered one of these. I'm like, cool, man, like hot damn though. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> if that's going to be a pricey product or not, but it, I logged uh, in, dude. those are reasonable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I said, you know, they've, they've got some that are already made. Uh, they're not shit to them made. They literally make them all there. So if you order one, that's just like already, basically you choose your color and then like, that's it. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, um, I went with a black turntable with acrylic platter. Um, oh, and, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go red. <laughs> Everyone knows how much I love the color red, but this is going to go in the living room. I'm like, mm, we'll go black blacks a little bit, you know, it's neutral. It, Universal. Goes, it goes with everything, right? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. But the, with the acrylic platter and I got a, uh, it's called a grotto, needle uh from a company in brooklyn that's been around since the 50s uh their needles uh are known for a little bit more bass uh so not like my trunk is going to be farting or anything like that (laughs) listen to a lot of metal of course a lot of hard rock um i do like to feel that bass kick drum you know underneath my guitars and everything so this needle promises to deliver on that so dude i am excited man i am just nerding out is it on magnets
1: or anything like that like no
0: no, no that's not this not this one no no not this one no uh so but this this tool album that i bought uh will not be listened to on my current system it will be christened mm-hmm. on the new one
1: yeah yes dude. it will be
0: christened yes. on the new one it's already it's out of its packaging and already in its vinyl sleeve like us comic book nerds do with our comic books it's in its yeah, vinyl man. sleeve uh yeah so Dude, dude, I'm excited. I, I get, <laughs> I, I, I get, I'm dude, so, I get I'm so giddy you, talking awesome. about it. I know, it, dude, it was a chunk <laughs> of change too. But as you know, Ryan and listeners no price is no object for me. Um, I just, just you're I,
1: ready to, uh, you're ready to just, just spend. You could, yeah. if it was, ca- you could just cash it out. Just be like, I don't need to charge this on a card. Probably I just,
0: when I get it, I'll just throw it away. I'll just be like,
1: <laughs> use it once. Give it one.
0: Give it one listen. <laughs> just toss it. That sounded That's amazing,
1: enough. right? <laughs> so Joanna had... That, these, can't well, wait to listen to track two on my next turntable. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, who's the realist uh,
0: between the two of us, she's like, your expectations, like, I know, I know, I need a temper because, you know, it's... Um, I could, like I said, I could have gone just all out. Basically mine in end, mine ended up being sort of a middle of the road. Right. Yeah, dude. will will sound infinitely better than the current setup that I have now. Uh, so she's like expectations. Like, I know just let me nerd for just a little <laughs> bit. All right. But man, dude, I can't wait.
1: I can't wait dude I, th- I think everybody does that I, I know i do that with systems like not necessarily a vinyl system but your christening project like your christening yeah, thought yeah. i know i did that when when um few years ago i came home for my birthday and lauren had a brand new television uh sitting on the ground from Ooh. best buy wow and yeah. uh okay and uh we she knows how, how we to take s-
0: care she knows how to take care of her man she's taking care of her man
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i tell you we immediately went she was like this is great right and i said it is great we got to go get a sound system now (laughs) yeah yeah because you christened with uh okay come on iron man it's it's like a t-ball yeah it's iron man Man. iron man i don't know for some reason i don't
0: know why i was i was leaning towards uh a Star Wars flick, but yeah, but I remember it being Iron Man.
1: Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I christened it with Iron Man, and when we got the this television, I um because the last one we had it had an accident, and so when we got this one an accident, what, did we, you guys drop it? It got hit. <laughs> oh, and yeah, it got hit. Oh. So I tell you that what they, I tell you, I definitely got a different warranty. After after yeah. that, <laughs> so I got a I got an accidental damage warranty on this television now, which is oh, good. Um, God, yeah. But I, I, I think I did like Avengers or something on this one. I think I did first oh, okay. Avengers. Yeah, Blu-ray. Okay.
0: Oh, oh, dude, that first Avengers on Blu-ray is so clean,
1: just pristine. Dude. It and is it's so clean. Fun. There's one scene. There is one scene that I just notice every time, and it's not the big fight scenes. It's not like the huge moments. But it's there's it's in the beginning and they're in the basement of the shield uh, facility. Mm -hmm. Um, And right after Loki decide, you know, kills a bunch of dudes and there's a spark run. There's like a, there's a, there's like a rain of sparks that kind of like shoots out from the left side of the screen. Yes. And there's this rain of sparks. And if you watch that on streaming, Boy, those are pixel sparks just out of that. But when you like watch con- it on like little pieces of confetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so bad. But when you watch it on that Blu-ray, man, like those little sparks are just. just oh, I know, mm, man.
0: Mm. I know streaming. Oh, excuse me. Streaming is getting there. There's no question about it. Oh yeah, it'll be yeah. there. It'll yeah, but there there just is no substitute for for a a well mastered. Uh, yeah. Blu-ray, uh, you know, yeah. just picked up you know Rogue One on Blu-ray. Came with mm-hmm. a digital mm-hmm. copy, of course, so I mm-hmm. get to enjoy that on my Apple TV, and that's great. Oh yeah, um, dude. But uh, and, you know, and the, it for the quick watch or just like, see, hey, oh, you to dude, too, yeah. totally super convenient. Uh, but yeah, man, man, dude, when I just want that because I, I think when it comes to movies, I'm a little bit more. This may surprise a lot of people. I, I'm a little bit more visual on my movies than I am audio. Obviously, music, you know, i I'd, I'd like to have something that's going to give a little bit of punch, but. Ah uh, man, dude, that Rogue One Blu-ray is just
1: oof. crispy.
0: It's got yeah, be crispy. It is crispy. It is crispy. <laughs> All right, man, dude, we have got oh, man. There's so much good stuff to talk about. I know. Well, it, we've been, it's been it's been a couple
1: of weeks. It so has. We've it been has holiday week. You know. Yeah, we man. Yeah. Took a little. Took a little extra time. Took we took we took more naps than usual, which I is did. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, and I tell you, these couple of weeks have just been. I I got, you know, it's like every other like program goes through like their off season of like, what do you talk about? Like when you're, when you're supposed to like, when you have a 24 hour news channel, right? Well, you just start making stuff up like ESPN, (laughs) like talking about like football when it's like not football season. Sure, and they're like, "Oh well, sure. uh, let's see. What do we? What do we bring up?"
0: Well, you could talk about <laughs> the. Well, you know, I mean, they get the NBA playoffs, that nobody cares about. And, right. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, NBA fans! It'll be Golden State in Cleveland again. So I'm just letting you know. Uh, Weird. So place your bets on that one. <laughs> the NBA, the NBA makes Vince McMahon look legit. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> The WWE is more competitive sports than the NBA is at this point.
1: (laughs) And that is just script. And it's a scripted win. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't know. I could. I mean, I watched basketball when I was a kid, but I, I, I phased. Nah. A lot of people are really into it, and I've tried. I've tried. I'm like, "Mm, I'm a highlights guy, I guess. Like, I'll I'll check in, but that's about it.
0: NFL and Major League Baseball, man. It's that because when you follow those two, you only have about three months of just kind of. Well, I watch. I watch hockey as well. Too. I've gotten a little bit more into hockey in the in the Arizona in the Arizona Coyotes, but. When it's uh, NFL and and baseball, you really only have about a three-month window where there really isn't much on, but you're still talking about the previous nfl season and you're talking about the upcoming mlb season so it's the best of both worlds so
1: nice yeah yeah
0: yeah, that's always good but yeah you know we took a couple weeks off and uh you know it felt good kind of rejuvenate a little bit yeah recharge batteries a little bit absolutely and dude we come back dude i'm sorry i'm gonna have to jump right in on this one dude star wars episode Eight trailer is out
1: (laughs) oh my goodness Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dude. Just uh, <sighs> so it just it's it's one of those things where you just it's, you know, let's sit back. The and world just enjoy stops. the world just stops. Dude, it really did. That was a oh, great... Man. To see Ham... I mean, Hamill does the, does the voiceover in the trailer. He's narrating. He's doing his dialogue. A,
0: a little bit, but you know what? If you go and you listen to the end voiceover, that's not him talking. That's Benicio Del Toro. That's not Mark Hamill's voice that says the Jedi must end. Well, that's Don't him I, in
1: the cave saying that.
0: It's him standing in the cave, but you're not seeing his mouth move. Ah, man. I think I'm, we're so, getting.
1: I'm. Ooh, I don't know. I think I we're think, getting
0: misdirection. I, I think we're getting misdirection. Now, oh, it's really cool because. 100%. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always get misdirection.
0: Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. Because uh, right, we know right. that Benicio del Toro is in it. His character does not appear uh, in the trailer. Right. Uh, n- not really sure who he's playing, what role he's playing. Uh, couple things that really stood out to me on on this trailer is, you know, it is a teaser. So yeah. it's very, you know, much longer than the original teaser that we got for Force Awakens when I didn't even really have a title. remember that it was just the Falcon and. Yeah, know, that was a cool. Yeah.
1: That was a really cool teaser because you had yeah. them flying low on that lake. Yeah. Like as they yeah. were as they were rushing. In. I can't remember where they were, but I remember they were rushing in. Sure. And it was the X fighters. I'm sorry. The type um, X wings, X wings,
0: X wing fighters. Um, yeah.
1: X-wings that were just flying on that lake. That was cool, man. That was Yeah. Cool
0: yeah. So it's definitely a teaser trailer. There's not a lot of dialogue. You know, a couple things that really stick out to me the most. Uh we're going to see return of walkers of some kind. So that's very right. cool.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah. Very, of very of cool.
0: course the First Order, you know, kept some blueprints around of uh the Empire's walkers, of course. Sure. Um we also uh what looks to be like Darth Vader's helmet crushed on the ground. So maybe Kylo yeah. Kylo's thrown another little hissy fit and uh, yeah it's a shocker yeah right (laughs) very interesting to see how kylo's relationship with his with his grandfather darth vader not anakin because you kind of get the idea that kylo doesn't recognize anakin skywalker in his in his worldview anakin skywalker doesn't exist right
1: only darth vader
0: only lord vader exists yeah right he is he is vader's grandson not anakin's grandson so
1: anakin died yeah,
0: so it, from from his from his the his truth from a certain point of view, to quote Obi-Wan right. Kenobi, is Anakin just never existed. Anakin was weak. Anakin was weak. He embraced the light, right? right? Uh yep. so yeah, it's be interesting to see what what Kylo's response is going to be, you know, suffering the defeat that he suffered uh in in force awakens we yeah. know that he's not fully trained right because snoke says you know bring him back to me so we can finish his training right so you know does he throw a hissy fit and he's like oh grandpa i'm not as so good as you and he you know, like stomps all over his helmet <laughs> um you know so that that's uh, I, I really like that visual i thought that was very cool it was very uh, cool I love the return to a space battle. Uh, Force Awakens is the first Star Wars movie with no space battle. The battles took place in orbit, not out of orbit. So we yeah. had, yeah, right. Yeah. And which is okay. I, I literally have no problem with that, uh, yeah. but it's nice to see it. You know, the war go back out to the stars, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very cool. The the resistance ships look very uniform, as opposed to the rebellion. So, if you go back, you know, you watch Rogue One, you watch Return of the Jedi, the Rebel fleet is pretty much composed of just whatever ragtag, sh- ragtag yeah, it's quote yeah. Battlestar Galactica, a ragtag fugitive fleet, right? I mean, it's just whatever <laughs> yeah. ships they could get, what, you know, the Mont Calamari cruisers, if you know your Star Wars lore. Uh, those were actually cruise ships because the Mon Calamari, yeah, you know, Admiral Akbar's people were not warlike. They were actually like a tourist spot. And those ships were actually cruise ships that no. were converted. Yeah. They were converted into warships. And so uh, it looks like, and uh, again, misdirection is everything with a star Wars trailer. Rogue one looking at you again, uh, is the resistance. Fleet looks much more uniform. Like all those ships mm-hmm. looked very similar. Yeah. So whether it's a Republic fleet, uh, fleet, excuse me, or the Resistance fleet, not really sure. Could be a third party too. Maybe Mandalores. Who knows, man? There could be all. They also look very Corellian in nature. Kind of look like the fronts of the Millennium Falcon a little bit when you take yeah. a quick look at them. So, uh, Corellia is where the shipyards are at in the Star Wars universe, or at least one of them. So yeah, just a lot of just really meat to chew on yeah and just i and i love it because it's a trailer that leaves me with so many questions that i don't have answers to and i'm totally okay with that because it's making me just nerd out and just love it that much more man (laughs) well so you know i'm not going to impugn a star wars trailer i mean it could have been sock puppets (laughs) and i would have been like best trailer ever ryan
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean if don't mind my ignorance here um Please, (laughs) because I get I get a little I don't. um, I haven't. So I haven't been into the I haven't been into the universe as much as others have, especially you. But sure. just as most, yeah, well, a lot yeah. of other Star Wars fans. Like yeah. I've i I enjoy Star Wars. I really do. I nerd mm-hmm. out about it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, every time. You know, I always see the movies in the I've seen the movies in the theaters. You know, yeah. I haven't uh, the ones that I've been able to do. You know, have been alive for all of them, John. You know, but I know the ones I know. that I have been <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I have been alive for. I, I saw them in been, the theaters. Yeah. I know. Hey, dude.
0: I I do. I find myself very. You you know, f- you know, like nerd blessed to have seen every Star yeah, Wars man. movie first run in the yeah. theater, you know, so every every Star Wars trailer I see four year old John loses his mind.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. And it should. I mean, you yeah. should be able to mm-hmm. live in that moment. So I just need to get this out of the way. I need to ask some. Get questions. it out. Throw it out. Okay. Um, and this will maybe lend a Linda Olive Branch to all those out there who uh, who have some of the same questions but are scared to ask their Star Wars friends because oh, sure. they just get made fun of. Well, and it's an, um, well, it's
0: an assumption you don't want to make that just because you read comic books, you're into Star Wars, right? That's like yeah. saying, <laughs> you and I have joked about this. Well, just because we're into comic books doesn't mean we're into Dungeons and Dragons, right? I mean, not everything right. is
1: mutually exclusive, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not all the yeah. same. No. So, so, the, so with The Last Jedi, with with Luke, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, he... Mm-hmm. Never really officially finished his training. Well, if
0: you, yeah, that that's that's interesting because when he returns to Dagobah in Return of the Jedi, now th- now there is a time you know it. Um, and you, you, I'm sure you already know this, but we'll we'll refresh for people who may not know. So, um, you know, there there is a year, several years time difference between the ending of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It wasn't like. Okay. Oh, and then the next day Tomorrow. we went to Tatooine, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, The Last Jedi will be the first Star Wars movie to literally pick up where the previous one left off. So we know and have been told that when Episode Eight starts, is right where Episode Seven ended. That's hmm. the first okay. time ever. Very cool. First right, time yeah. ever. Okay. So, uh, Return of the Jedi. I I get a little fuzzy on on my year difference. I want to say, I think it's supposed to be five or six years difference between the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, And, and, you know, you can kind of put that together because, you know, Lando and Chewie go to Tatooine to, to track down Boba Fett, try to get to Boba Fett before he gets to Jabba's palace. So there's all this intermediary stuff that's, that's taking place between these two stories. Right. Right. We know that somehow Lando, you know, the movies don't tell us, but we know that Lando somehow, you know, infiltrated Jabba's palace because he's disguised as a guard. Well, how mm-hmm. did he get in there and do that? Well, you know, the movies don't tell us the legacy books do the stuff that's not canon, but those don't count anymore. So you got to you got to throw those out. OK, those are just called legends now. That's not an okay. official story. OK. So we know that there's several year difference between the two. Now it's it's safe to assume that Luke probably continued to work on some things, right? Sure, and, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine he just stopped. Like, all right, I got it. Got, got my <laughs> got my butt kicked, so I'm just gonna stop, right? I got my I got my laser sword, so I'm sure, dead. sure. And so you know, when he returns to Dagobah uh, in Return of the Jedi, you know, after uh, rescuing Han and. Uh, all of that fun excitement on Tatooine. He goes back to Dagobah and he, you know, he tells you, he says, well, I'm here to finish my training, you know, and Yoda's like, no more training do you require. Right. Uh, and then Luke says, okay. so I, so I am a Jedi. And then Yoda's like, oh, <laughs> no, hold on tiger. Um, <laughs> and we, and we can also, we can also, you know, take some pieces from the uh, prequels in that, you know, your training ended and then you went through what's called the trials. Okay. And okay. The, the trials yeah. were were it was not like this uniform, okay, Ryan, it's time for the trials. Right. <laughs> uh what ended and up, I, and be- I come
1: back to you with a checkbox, and I say, yeah. "Cool, okay, I
0: got yeah, I got this, I got this, I got this." Did I pass? Right, uh, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> if you remember, if we go all the way back to Phantom Menace, right, Qui Gon wants to take on Anakin as uh, an apprentice. The Council right. yeah. says, "Apprentice, you already have." Right, and then Qui Gon right, right. says, "There is nothing more Obi Wan can learn from me." And Obi-Wan says, you know, I'm ready to take the trials. And then Yoda gets a stick up his rear end and says, you know, our own counsel will we keep right on who is ready for the trials, which paints a picture of the arrogance of the Jedi. The Jedi aren't always super noble and doing the right thing. And I think we're going to see that Luke figures that out at this point. That's like, yeah, you know, go back and rewatch the prequels under the lens of episode seven. And soon episode eight, the Jedi did not have it figured out. They were, they were arrogant at times. They allowed the Sith to happen literally right under their noses. They didn't even see well, it they coming. Were,
1: yeah. There was a lot of bureaucracy. They right, got in the, so in the prequels, they, they got so caught there up was, in their own
0: tradition. And, and, yeah, in, and remember in and, an Obi-Wan tells Qui-Gon, you would be on the council if you just simply essentially played the game.
1: Yeah. Played ball. Yeah.
0: And Qui-Gon didn't, ball, didn't want to play ball. Be, you'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. And Qui-Gon didn't want to play ball. Qui-Gon kind of flirted with the dark side a little bit as well, too. And you can kind of pick up on some of that. He, at times, was acting under selfish reasons, right? I mean, he was so convinced that Anakin, you know, brings this balance. So anyway, getting back to your original question. uh, You know, essentially, Luke, in terms of what he was going to be able to learn, he already had in terms of, well, I can lift rocks and I can jump and... Maybe his lightsaber skills need a little bit of work because he's kind of, you know, choppy choppy with his lightsaber. Sure. Not a lot of finesse happening sure. there, uh, which is to be expected. I mean, you've got a 900 year old teacher and basically he was getting the crash course of all crash courses. What was next? Yeah. yeah. What was next for and Luke? his were, next
1: big fight was with Vader, who yes. had been honing those skills for, for quite
0: forever today. Right. <laughs> and so Luke's Luke, what was next for Luke was his trials. And, okay, so he never got his trials in. Well, he, and he connects the dots when he defeats Vader and cuts off Vader's hand. And, you know, the Emperor's like, good, good, <laughs> you know, and he's doing his creepy pedophile laugh. That, um, <laughs> that's when, you know, Luke looks at Vader's hand. It's all, you know, cut off again. And he looks at his hand, and that's when he realizes he just passed the trials. Hmm. So even though the trials was never like specifically spoken to him, though, if you want to take a deleted scene from Return of the Jedi, Luke finds Obi-Wan's old books and that teaches him how to build his lightsaber. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair now enough. that's not in the movie, so technically it's not canon, but you can maybe kind of use that that. Maybe Luke read somewhere about these trials. And that's when Luke, you know, looks at the Emperor, looks at Vader and says, I am a Jedi like my father before me. He knew at that moment he could strike down Vader, kill him. Yeah. Okay. And would he be justified if he did so? Yes. Sure. He could have killed him without stepping into the dark side. And we know Jedi killed, right? Usually killing
1: is not the killing is not the border of of right Mm, and wrong. The killing
0: was usually in self-defense. Right. Sure. Uh, But Vader was defenseless. You know, the respirators working overtime. Luke's light side energy was just absolutely hammering Vader's dark side energy. I think that gets lost sometimes in understanding the battle between the two because there was a light and a dark battling at the same time. And there was an inner battle that Vader was dealing with as well, too. And you know, so Vader's respirator is like yeah, you know, he's right. wheezing. Yeah. yeah, and so th- and I think Luke at that moment, that's when he realizes now I'm a Jedi. I have okay. the power to end him right now. But I'm not going to. That's what so makes from, me a Jedi.
1: Cool. All right. So from like that point, and then we kind of start fast forward, who hit the fast forward button for a minute. Yeah. So from that point in in return, mm-hmm. um, and then going forward, because we saw the um, almost extermination, right? We saw the young. Obviously, the younglings have died. Like yes. the people, the the kids that that they were bringing into this Jedi world. The council was was disbanded and massacred. When um, Vader dies, Luke is literally is, the last Jedi. Is the last Jedi? He's so it. he's
0: yeah. So he's now you've he's got force, having- <laughs> you have Force sensitive people, right? We saw that in Rogue One in, in, with in the Rogue Guardians one, of the Wills. It. Right. Um, yeah. You've got the Dark Side priests that hang around the Emperor. We see one in Rogue One that hangs around with Vader. Uh, right. If you watch yeah. Star Wars Rebels, you have the Inquisitor. He's a Dark Side adept. He knows how okay. to use a blade. It's more of like rather than controlling the Force, the Force controls them.
1: Right. Well, they, yeah. They they sense it. They they understand. They sense they it. They worship it's, it. Like it's, it's absolutely. They're like a religion. It's still yeah. a religion. Essentially, it's a way of life. Where Jedi um,
0: Sith um, they can re- harness. Yeah, not really sure about Knights of Ren where they fit in. It, it apparently looks like they can control. So there's a big difference that between just being, you know, I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. I am with the Force. The Force is with me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which is great. Love some
1: Donnie in. Yeah, love, but love, love where Donnie Jedi
0: Yen. and Sith are more like we control the Force. We can use it for our benefit. For right. our. So yeah. So when when Vader okay. dies because he does become Anakin when he's not Vader when he dies, right, yeah, yeah, Anakin yeah.
1: Yeah, he, is back. He, right. He, yeah. He he talks to his he talks
0: to Luke and as Anakin, um, and, as Anakin, and right. so when he dies, Mask comes off,
1: and he yep. he has his last moment. As, Sidious, uh,
0: as far as we know, was never a Jedi. He was a Sith from the get-go. So right, when yeah. so when Vader dies, when Anakin dies, Luke literally is the last Jedi. Right, man. They're they're, yeah. they're they're all gone. So I mean, if you know, for listeners who keep up with Star Wars Rebels, uh, part of that which is canon, even though it's animated, it is canon. It is official storyline. Sure, sure, sure. That Vader is hunting Jedi still. I mean, they, they weren't all gone. It, or, Order 66 didn't just happen. And then by the end of Revenge of the Sith, all the Jedi are gone, except for Obi-Wan and, and Yoda. They were still several, several Jedi scattered and potential Jedi still scattered. Yeah. And uh, Sidious and Vader's goal was to eradicate every potential threat, whether right. that was you know, a potential Jedi or a guardian of the will. It it didn't matter. They're, they're, they were all go- going. they're going,
1: they're going. Yeah. So, but, uh, but dude, like what a, what a trailer, what's some what a, what a wealth of information here. So right? there's, there's, I mean, there's obviously there's ton of lore that, that you can, anyone can dive into. Oh, sure. Um, you know, not just the movies, the movies are great. They tell a, a, a good story. Um, for like people I, I like me like I I really love this stuff um but I guess I'm still a filthy casual when it kind of comes <laughs> to this information so you know I still love it I still I sure. love to dig into it um I think it's got a really I love lore I love like all the stuff the backstory stuff the mysticism behind it so I I'm still excited about it of course but um, well you know the 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 books and we talked about this a
0: few weeks back um yeah yeah you yeah. know the the books now have been categorized into to, and again if maybe if you're just jumping in right now this is your first First show thank you welcome star wars books are, are essentially divided into two categories you have right. what's currently uh, canon and then legend or legacy right yeah. and some characters and storylines that were a part of what used to be called the expanded universe way yeah. way back have been brought in as part of canon like grand admiral Thrawn, uh the Nogri. Uh, or Nogri, depends on how you want to pronounce it, which is a race of people, have, have been brought in. Coruscant is another one that was originally in the books. And then Lucas was like, I kind of like this idea of Coruscant. And he brought it into uh, the prequels as the capital yeah. planet of the galaxy. So if you want to dive into lore, um, you've got to be very cautious, and and Disney and Del Rey books uh, have done a really great job of making sure you know if you're getting yeah. legacy. Or a canon. If it's yeah. legacy, it is all over the front of that book. Right? I mean, it's like, yeah. it's there. You can go and read it. There's some really awesome stories. There's also a lot of just barf. I mean, just not good. <laughs> okay? i are just going to throw it out there. Uh, just like a lot of the comic, Star Wars comic books over the decades have just been barf Just not good. And, you know, it's Star Wars, not Star Trek, everybody. Okay? And so when you try to make Star Wars kind of like Star Trek, it doesn't work. Right. Can, yeah. Now, J.J. J. Abrams proved you can make Star Trek like Star Wars and it yeah. works, but it's <laughs> kind it of <laughs> it, that does work, but you can't go the other way around. So a uh, really great series of books aftermath, um, which directly leads up to uh, episode seven, the Battle of Jakku, yeah, yeah. how those star destroyers and those walkers and those X-Wing fighters. If you play the Star Wars Battlefront video game, you <laughs> get the Battle of Jakku map, which is very cool. That kind of gives you a little yeah, bit yeah. of backstory as well, too, is essentially the last of the Empire. Yeah. And so, there's a really great book called Tarkin, which, which, you know, talks about the relationship between Vader and Tarkin and that Tarkin probably knows that's Anakin, but keeps it to himself. And that you actually find out that these two actually have a friendship. You know, Vader doesn't have a lot of buddies. We, I think we mentioned this in Rogue One. We talked
1: about that when we talked Rogue about One, Rogue yeah. One. Vader yeah.
0: doesn't have a lot of buds. Okay. He doesn't have a lot of homies. doesn't have a lot of yeah, brosifs. Yeah. Right. But there's something about Tarkin that Vader has an incredible respect for. Yeah. And I just rewatched A New Hope just a couple nights ago. Grand Moff Tarkin is the only person who refers to Vader as my friend. And you yep, see in Rogue yeah. One when director Krennic goes to Mustafar uh, to, you know, essentially, you know, cry and moan to Vader. Oh,
1: that's when he was selling about selling out Tarkin. Yeah. To Vader. And he's selling and Vader out. He, him, he's
0: attempting yeah. to sell out Tarkin to the wrong person.
1: Well, yeah, because he gets he gets uh, a little tongue-tied. Yeah, yeah. Don't choke <laughs> on your aspirations, director, critic. <laughs> so,
0: a very cool book if you just want some more insight into the relationship between Vader and Tarkin, because yeah. Vader was not Tarkin's little lap dog. In episode four, some people think that it's like, well, what did Vader do so wrong that he's Tarkin's lapdog? No, no. Tarkin knew exactly the pecking order of yeah. of the Empire because Vader holds yeah. no rank; he can essentially do whatever he wants, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but there is this incredible mutual respect between Tarkin and Vader. There has to be a it,
1: relationship there.
0: Yeah, that extends all the way back to the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, and there that, has to be a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and, there has to be some base, a basis of relationship there to work together to like to build the empire. think like, uh-huh. it's gotta be there.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just, it's really interesting that there, there was this unique, I guess you can say friendship between two very key villains, you know, right in yeah. the empire and Vader held Tarkin in some pretty high regard. You also yeah. see that with Admiral yeah. Piat in the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi empire strikes back. Vader's killing star destroyer commanders left and right. Like it's no big deal. But Admiral Piat, who he promotes on the fly, one of my favorite scenes in The Empire Strikes Back, when Admiral Ozzel comes out of lightspeed too early, you know, before getting into Hoth. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, General Veers gives the information to Vader. He's like, well, you know, or is it? Yeah, yeah. General Veers, he said, you know, Admiral Ozzel felt, you know. Uh, surprise was our was our uh, best advantage. And, you know, Vader's like, you know, Admiral Ozzel's as clumsy as he is stupid. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, and then when he spins around in his chair, you know, and Admiral Ozzel comes up on the screen and you got Captain Piet right there. And, you know, Admiral Ozzel's all, oh, Lord Vader, you know, that he's choking. And Vader doesn't even acknowledge that that fool was talking and he's talking right to Captain Piet. He gives him orders. Also falls down. He goes, "You're in command now, Admiral Piet." You know, and just (laughs) then his thing closes. (laughs) You know, and just like (laughs) and and Piet blows it a couple times as well too. But Vader allows him to continue leading. You know the the Imperial fleet. And yeah, so man. it's interesting to know what the relationship is between those two, because he doesn't let Admiral Osel, you know Captain Nita goes to apologize directly to Lord Vader. Bad move, yeah. right Apology yeah. accepted <laughs> Captain Nita, you know <laughs> but yet Admiral Piat is kind of allowed he's got a little bit of a free pass, you know, kind of like Tarkin, so it 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 shows that while Vader is definitely just you know consumed, he's hatred, he's rage, he's pain, he's anger right. yeah. He's essentially a walking tank, a literal shadow of his former self. He, he can't live and operate like he did as Anakin. He's given up everything. All he has left is his rage.
1: Right. Yeah. But yet,
0: for some reason, these two guys, Tarkin and Piat, there's something about those two guys that just kind of... Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it shows that Vader wasn't all, you know, just Well, I think wrath. there's... A, there's
1: a, again, there's a... Yeah, he, he wasn't... Um uncontrollable rage i mean he was just yeah he wasn't he, darth he, maul you know right just see yeah, darth maul was uncontrollable rage or just not uncontrollable rage but he was just that's all he was rage beast was just rage yeah um yeah. and i think i mean he's still he, he still uh anakin still had or i guess um uh, vader still had that Air of control. I mean, yeah, he, he understood the control.
0: Impor- yeah, he understood the importance of control. But you see yeah. in Rogue One, what happens when Vader Which decides we saw in the prequels
1: him lose control? Yeah, and that's what he yeah. he understands that. Then moving forward, of like, cool. If I'm if I'm supposed to lead this empire into victory, then this is I need what to I'm have do. I need to
0: have a little bit more control. And you know, we right. see in the end of Rogue One what happens when Vader. D- you know, because like when he when he confronts Luke in empire and Jedi. He's still very controlled, right? I mean, oh, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of anger. Yeah. There's a lot of rage. I sure. mean, he could he could have torn through Luke like a chainsaw through a marshmallow in the Empire oh, Strikes yeah. Back. I mean, that wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even have been like close. But we see the end of Rogue One. What happens when Vader just goes? All right, boys, I'm going to show you exactly what I can do. You want to yeah. see? You want to see Rage Vader? I'm going to show you Rage Vader. And one, one of the best scenes yeah. in that movie. I mean, just
1: just cutting his way through guys. so good
0: right? so good they yeah vader's you know you called me off my planet for this all right and i guess all i right. gotta come in here and clean things up right here we go yeah dude <laughs> uh, I, I could gush over star wars and talk star wars all day trailer is fantastic um I don't, I mean, I'm I wanna, excited to see more Kylo Ren. Like, yeah, I really, I like, you know, Kylo still I'm looks really like he's got the that. busted up lightsaber that he's using. That's got the cracked yeah, yeah. Kyber crystal in it. Uh, for those yeah, who don't I, know, lightsabers are made from Kyber crystals, which is what you see in rogue one. That's what the empire is harvesting for the lens on the death stars right, or the, for the star destroyer
1: or whatever. It was. Yeah.
0: The death star uses, uh, Kyber crystals. Uh, both death stars did, uh, but yeah. Jedi and Sith, uh, and Knights Stark of killer. Ren, um, used yeah star killer base uh, well no no Starkiller base did not use Kyber crystals we're talking about the Death Star from A New Hope and Return of the Jedi those used Kyber oh. crystals to harness okay. the beam to keep the beam yeah. controlled Starkiller base used solar energy pulled from this from just the, pulled sun. the just yeah. pulled
1: the energy from the star and yeah. shut it out the yeah. other side yeah. Um, yeah just pooped it out the other end just <laughs> just really ate it on one really strong and pooped. pooped
0: it out on the other yeah
1: just super strong yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and what's really cool you know if you guys want to have some fun uh, you know the official um, you know four Awakens like guide to droids and weapons and stuff like that you can get it at Amazon Barnes and Noble Uh, it's got a whole section on Kylo's you know lightsaber and essentially you know his was made uh, with a cracked kyber crystal Uh, and that's why it's got that like you know it's snap crackle pop you know I mean it's it's not working right And what's really cool is, you know, I'm, do you you remember like when you saw the first teaser trailer for, uh, episode seven and you, you know, that's Kylo Ren, you haven't seen his face and he ignites that blade and it's got the hilt and so many people are like, Oh, a lightsaber with a hilt. And then finally JJ Abrams comes out and says it's exhaust because he didn't build, he didn't build his lightsaber. Right. He's, he's kind of a, uh, just a noob he's he's a, thrown together Sith. Yeah, and and not even a Sith. He's a nice red. We don't even even know what that is yet. yet. We have no idea even what that is. So yeah, yeah, his blade that's like a vent because there's like so much like unharnessed energy. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and when you look at close-ups of his blade, I mean, it's just like this haphazard or the the hilt or or the not the hilt the the handle. It's like exposed wires and cables. He's had nobody. He's really had nobody like trained to teach him well, how because one of the yeah, Snook's step- not
1: Snook's not taking care of that. Like he's no, no, he's not, I mean yeah. he's, Snoop, oh, Sorry. Yeah. Snoopy, Snoop. Snoopy. Snoopy Snook.
0: <laughs> Did I say Snook? He, he said Snook. Hey Snoop. I will be I will be the first person to say that Snoke is not the coolest villain name. Okay. Snoke We, we <laughs> could we have go. found something better than Snoke. All right. I'm just I'm saying that. But yeah, he's not going to ensure That because you know, think back to got bigger
1: fry. He's not worried about the. He's not worried about the the the, tradition of building, the tradition of training, and the Mm -hmm. the building of this of this uh, Sith. You know, a Sith apprentice or whatever. Well, yeah, because you know they're they're reeling still from wanting to build, I mean, the empire, what is it, um, changed into, um, well, allegedly,
0: if you pick up the, the newest aftermath book, which is, is the aftermath trilogy, there was, um, it is called aftermath, uh, empires end. Right,
2: you will, yeah. you
0: will find out exactly how, and there's going to be no spoilers cause I'm going to encourage you all to go pick up the book and read it because it is canon. Okay. But it explains how, the first order ended up becoming the first order, and why right, they the are order, and I why mean. are they why they are so far out in the galaxy? Okay, so yeah. no spoilers. Go pick up that book and read it. I'm sure a lot of it will be touched on in the movie, but if you want okay. a more robust idea, read those books called the Aftermath trilogy. Um, it's called nice. uh, After War, I think is the I've got it here behind me. After War, uh, or War, yeah, After War, Life Debt, and then Empire's End. And so, uh, yeah, you know, one thing that the Sith and the Jedi had in common, uh, was the reverence for the lightsaber and, and and part of, part of the completion of your training as a Jedi and as a Sith was you built your own lightsaber. Okay. You trained with one that was handed to you, but then you were expected to build your own and harness your own, and and make it uniquely your own blade, or at least handle. That's why they don't, there was, essentially, they didn't want any of those to look the same. Because everybody yeah. built different. Now, Vader's Jedi and Sith, very similar to each other, because that's how he chose to build his. But the Sith and the Jedi took the building of their lightsaber very, very serious. And, and when Obi-Wan hands Anakin his in Attack of the Clones, and you because know, Anakin kept losing it, he said, yeah. this is your life. This is like, if there's anything physical that represents the Jedi, it's the lightsaber. This right. stays with you. A, a Jedi does not lose his lightsaber. It stays with him. And the yeah. Sith the Sith treated theirs with just as much reverence. But then you have here Kylo with his haphazard, very, yeah, very yeah. awesome looking blade. Yeah, but it's cool. <laughs> just, yeah, and you can tell he doesn't really know how to handle it because he's got a very just like, you know...
1: Like swings it like it's a broadsword, yeah, you know? just haymaker style of yeah, just, yeah. just really, yeah. And I think I think that's something to say about that character. And I think you know I'm not gonna I don't want to dive too deeply again. No, we're not gonna dissect more more, Star Wars here tonight. But. but when it comes to Kylo Ren himself, I mean that's the you know the high the highlights of the Rumorville is you know his is he is he truly you know going on this dark path. Or is he is he planted, uh? You know, just almost lost himself as an undercover, almost like just being undercover, um, and yeah, and being yeah. an implant into the and being an implant to the new order, um, yeah. So I don't, you know, I a think lot, it's, a lot of I cool, cool questions neat. that
0: need to be answered, man. I think it's going to yeah. be fun, dude. It's going to be it's, fun. It's,
1: it's very cool. So I'm, I'm I paused the trailer. I'm looking at it right now of Kylo looking down his blade, yeah. um, looking down that saber, and it's. It, I tell you, man. It's he's that, Adam driver a, is great, man. He was driver. He, it took a minute for me to warm up to him, but he he uh, he's cool. But he's when that
0: helm when that helmet comes off, that hair is luxurious.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and and I know we started this off with uh, talking about the trailer. We may wrap it up with talking about the trailer. The um, I, you know, just kind of flipping through this. You're right. I did not see. Mark, like Mark Hamill's lips move at the end of that. Yeah. And I, I'm not, obviously not listening to it, but sure. it, it's something that I was like, I thought I, you know, just when you watch the trailer, so many times you think you're seeing something yes. and surely enough, surely enough
0: misdirection, yeah. Benicio del Toro. That sounds a lot like his voice.
1: Yeah, it could. I mean, definitely could be. Yeah. Very, um, very cool
0: to I see what's in store. Cause I mean, he's kind of the, yeah. he's kind of the wild card right now. We know he's in it, but we don't know what he what sort of doing. character does he play so yeah, yeah. good I say stuff those, man those
1: those fighter jet or those those little flyers that are that run on this, that are skimming the top of that planet with, with all red, that red dust. dust yeah that's man they just in star gotta wars it. dude it rules you know what's going on star wars rules okay dude yeah
0: <laughs> i could keep gushing about star wars let's move on let's move on to this right. to the second <laughs> big trailer that happened
1: last week in fact, not only the second big trailer that happened, but the biggest trailer reveal for Marvel um, and Disney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Disney
0: again, man. Here they come. <laughs> right. They yeah. Come. Like the
1: money makers here. But yeah, <laughs> the, it, it, I think it was official. The biggest trailer reveal for Marvel and Disney was Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Um, and because I tell you, there hasn't other... Oh. Th- I can, I guess Star Wars Episode 8 is his own beast, but we got to stop talking about that. But Thor Ragnarok yeah, has I'm been am sorry, the no, most
0: talked... Nothing's going to top Star Wars in, in 2017. I mean, we know Spider-Man <laughs> will make money. Wonder Woman, which is just a few weeks away, that's going to make money. Justice League will oh, make sure. money. Uh, uh, Guardians is going to make money. Star Wars is going to
1: just drop, yeah. kick them all in the chops when it comes to <laughs> Yeah, money. with the cash Making, flow. Yeah, yeah. they're going to make the cash. For sure. I mean, that's just what Star Wars does. That's what it um, does, but when it But when it comes to this trailer, at least, oh, this right? was the highest viewed Trailer Des- of the entire catalog of Disney. Deservedly
0: and so. Deservedly yeah, and so. We've been waiting
1: oh. without without a pleading a hint, pleading, begging, just, begging for a Ragnarok trailer. Just uh from the uh, director, I think is what Watiki. I want to say. Yeah, yeah you pull that out again. Yeah, but um golly. Uh, Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clack, clack, know, clack, dude. clickety-clack. I got, my, I got my clickety-clack keyboard over yeah, here. Yeah, you right. do. Um, let's see, yeah. Taika Waititi. Uh, okay. Um, Waititi. Uh, we've been just, it's just been w- just waiting in the wings of just, can you give us something? And we got a view of Hulk armor not too long, you know, last year. Um, yeah, at a it. a comic con.
0: hmm yeah, and be- it was behind the there. glass case, right? You couldn't yeah, touch yeah. it.
1: You couldn't get. Yeah, any, any it was, any was so it like was red. And it was like one of those things of like, oh, Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk. Are we getting anything about that? And more rumors. And we we're thinking, OK, it's going to be themed. It's just going to be kind of winked at. And then we get the trailer of the Coliseum. <laughs> yep, And Planet Hulk is here. Yep. Like, we have it. Uh, and and thank dude, you for not telling us how he got there. Yeah. In the trailer. Right. Oh, my gosh. No, don't. Yeah. Not spoiling that whatsoever. Zack Snyder. Are you watching again? (laughs) Zacky boy. We
0: implore you, my friend. (laughs) This is how you do trailer reveals, my friend. There's a couple things that just absolutely make that trailer. Uh, number yeah, one, anytime you play the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin, you you, <laughs> you have my attention. And you just do. Okay, I'm in. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> well, and the fact that it's about Vikings and you know I come from the land of the ice and snow. I mean, and obviously you know uh, Thor, Odin's son. You know Loki, Hela. That's all Norse mythology, so it plays right into the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Could not have picked a better song. Kate Blanchett looks just awesome. Spot on. Looks fantastic. Evil, sexy. I mean, just no question. <laughs>
2: oh, and you, yeah. you
0: know, and you got to give it up to this chick. She, she, chick. She's uh, she's a woman. All right, A chick. <laughs> this this <laughs> nice. up this newcomer, Kate Blanchett, <laughs> up um, and comer. <laughs> yeah, is you know she she has a penchant for. Being a little strange. If you've ever seen her in interviews, she's not your typical, you know, Hollywood leading lady, right? You know, yeah. you don't see her in the tabloids you don't see her making the rounds on Fallon and Colbert and Conan and stuff like, well, Conan maybe would have her cause Conan. She cool. does that
1: Dan. She, it's almost like that. Daniel day Lewis, like yeah. she's a hermit. Yeah. And then she does movies. She
0: does these, you know, I mean, Lord of the Rings, you know, she's just in the Hobbit. She, you know, she was in the Hobbit as well too. Queen Elizabeth. She played Queen Elizabeth recently. Uh, you know, she is, she's an amazing actress and Natalie Portman. I'm looking at you, sweetheart. She's not, she's not worried about her legacy being tarnished by being in by being in a comic book movie yeah right she is gonna tear it up dude she you can tell that she is the loving trailer, this
1: role just the, the, the first few seconds of the trailer they give you right away yes molnier gets the it. Owner just <laughs> she just crushes it, just gets it. crushed right and, and and it just i tell you Watching watching that hammer get thrown and her just one-handed just catches nah, it. Nah. The goddess
0: nah. the goddess of death.
1: Yeah, dude. All in and just crunch. Just yeah. Nah. Oh. That's I know, like, right? I was watching a, I was watching uh hey, I'm not
0: afraid of, to admit, it, man. She's making me fall in love, dude. I mean, she just she <laughs> has great. that confidence. She has that confidence. Yeah. And you're just like she. She knows, how to, she knows how to play a role, dude. She do, dude, seriously, she knows how to play a role and she throws yeah, herself into that character. Have you ever seen The Aviator with um, Leonardo DiCaprio? I think I saw it
1: once in the theater.
0: Check it out. It's on HBO all the time. All right. I mean, yeah. It's on, <laughs> I'll
1: take a look. She is
0: in that supporting role. She is fantastic. And, yeah. dude, I, I think she is going to be an incredible addition, even if it's just a one shot. Maybe she's just in Ragnarok and that's it. I, th- that's totally fine. I think, yeah. I, though she could definitely play a big part in the infinity war. Uh, but you know, who knows, who knows what her contract is, even if it's only, who knows? Oh, even if it's only a one shot deal, you, you know, you're going to get someone who is going to throw themselves into this character and you see it in the trailer. She, she, what says three words, maybe four, you know, and already she's on like Loki level of like, yes, this is a great, Marvel movie villain and she's going (laughs) to rock. I'm looking forward to seeing, I'm looking forward to seeing her and Tom Hiddleston on the screen together.
1: Oh yeah. You you know, it's just going to be great, man. Oh yeah. So just to kind of hit the highlights on that cast, obviously, you know, um, uh, Kate Blanchett, um, but you have uh Tessa Thompson, uh, who is playing. Yes. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't know her. uh, Yeah. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah. Valkyrie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's playing Valkyrie. Um, Look! Look! She looks obviously looks great. Uh, oh yeah, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, um, and then um, what, of what is t- Jeff? W- what is Goulton. Tessa
0: Thompson known for? I know she was in uh um Selma. Creed, Selma. She, she was in Creed, in Selma. Oh, Westworld. Thank you. I just they, they just came right now she's in Westworld as well too. Yes, yeah. that's it. Okay, yeah,
1: good for her, man. It's a good role for her. Good role. Yeah, I mean it's it, dude, just a knock, just a five star trailer, honestly. And it's uh, uh, dude, you, yeah, you, you can dance just around five-star it. It's a five star trailer. It's so good. It was, was a Goldblum, great trailer. Great. Trailer. You have action. You have the great action. You have the great music. The immigrant then,
0: song. I'm going to say it again. Immigrant, the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Oh, you you know Ryan. Disney paid some dolares for a Led Zeppelin <laughs> tune. Those guys don't license their stuff out on a whim. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they paid some money to get the immigrant song uh, in that trailer. And I couldn't imagine
1: anything else playing in that trailer. Yeah. Once you hear that matched up with everything going on, like, okay, Yeah. mm -hmm. You know,
0: you and I commented when when we saw this trailer that, you know, it has a very uh, to each other, that it has a very Guardians feel to it.
1: Enter. Yeah, yeah. The 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 art, the colors, the splash, art, the, the colors. A color,
0: little bit the, of a '70s homage title sequence. Yeah, yeah. '70s homage. Uh, but what an amazing! Just like we've seen with the Justice League trailers. Yeah, man. A nice tone shift for this for this character in a solo
1: film. So needed for Thor too. Yeah, like Not not that the- we
0: hate Thor and and Thor: The Dark World. They're a part of the MCU. I still enjoy them. Uh, the Dark World has some pretty amazing scenes in it. It just was I like so to watch
1: The Dark World much more than I watch the first one. The first one, yeah,
0: but it yeah. they feel so heavy, you know, especially The Dark World because it's like you know the dark elves, the dark matter. It ends up being it's, an Infinity Stone, and it's just kind of like we're kind of thrown into some like stuff, and we're we're expected to know you know, what's going on. Um, we're expected so to know who these. Yes. Thank you. Good word usage, my friend.
1: Grandiose, that's all I have. right? That's, that's the only word I got left.
0: And, and not saying that we have to dumb down these movies, but Ragnarok no. looks like it's going to be a nice tone shift. Yeah, man. Now that you're going to make Thor into slapstick comedy, but no. we, we, they've been able to use comedy with Thor. Very I think they were trying to lighten
1: him. They've been trying to lighten his character up. On purpose, and yeah. that's with those little well, and one shots. Well, in the first one was funny. In the
0: yeah, the first Thor had some great funny moments. Like when he gets gets hit by the ambulance, you know. He's got a great moment in Ultron when he's like, you know, I am the you know ruler of Valhalla, and I am in command. And then he realizes he's in a dream world, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
0: you know, yeah, just that whole line. It's like I know him from work, you know. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, dude.
0: But, you know, it, it, it's it's painting Thor as a noble person, an honorable. Yeah person, worthy yeah. of Mjolnir, but yet still he's still kind of a quote-unquote, because we know that Asgardians live millennia, right? Right, yeah. That it's still in the grand scheme of things, he's still kind of a kid. A little bit of a kid. Not that he's like, you know, uh, uh, a naive, doesn't understand what's going on. Right. But even though he has tremendous knowledge of, of things that the Earthborn heroes don't know, right right uh that he has tremendous knowledge and experience but he's still maybe sometimes a little bit out of his element still you know maybe some brashness as well too still very mm-hmm. arrogant right I am the Odin son. I am, you know, heir to Asgard. Yeah.
1: With that, he was invincible. I mean, that's what still is the story of the first movie thinking I'm invincible. Like I don't, you know, and that's, you know, that's your typical 20, you know, your 20 year old, right? Like 20 to 25. Yeah. I'm yeah. invincible. Like I cannot be touched. Right. And you know, full of, full of ego, full of spunk. And like, just, just ready to take over the world. And we see that story get told there. We see the responsibilities catch in with Thor too, where he understands more of his responsibility and his, you know, his um with
0: Avengers his, as well. And his, his course, role as so guardian Avengers.
1: of Midgard. Right, yeah. yeah, that's yeah.
0: that's part of his role, right? Is to be right, the guardian yeah. of Midgard, which Earth is yeah. a part of Midgard. And he wasn't yep. doing such a great job of that. And after Avengers, he realizes right. he needs to be a little bit more proactive in protecting right, Midgard. Yeah.
1: But I think he's been allowed the grandiose the my using my awesome word, um, the 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 theater of of Thor, um, the how he presents himself. I think ever since he's been linking up with the Avengers, he's realized that he doesn't need to carry that air of a throne around him all the time. He knows how to let his hair down a little bit. Now he knows how to relax, relax within his power. And we, and I think that's the perfect picture of that is right at the end of that trailer is when he's like, when he just, yes, I know him from work. Yeah. He's my teammate, right? Yeah. He's my friend. This is my friend. I know this guy. He knows how to, he knows how to access that side of himself. And I think that is so important to that character to see that arc happen to where we see this learning, this arrogant to I've got to be seriously protecting to no i can relax in my power yeah you know that that yeah. that generational shift that he's going through and i think it's obviously very very cool to to become more of a fan of thor especially with this trailer um like i said like you know we talked about it before we i don't like to watch the first thor very much i think it's neat um but i i get over um i, I just get to, um. Is so much so much shiny they're, they're, that i just the, i'm like okay yeah, like, they're the I'm, weakest
0: I'm uh links in the mcu chain before right, yeah. iron fist came along but um <laughs> <laughs> uh, iron iron fist talk about Thor we got
1: to talk about thor first <laughs> back
0: to thor back to thor john back to thor um yeah dude it's uh yeah i i just i'm super excited about it and in you know, it, it's not you and I not liking the Thor character on film. I like him. He's fun. Yeah. He he's great. Uh, Goldworth man, I, is fantastic. I dude, I love his, uh, you know, the, the weird editing and Disney not allowing the fuller version of the hot tub scene, <laughs> you know, with, uh, with <laughs> Thor. Um, you all know what we're talking about there. Um, where you got to dig into the deleted scenes on your Blu-ray or digital copy to see exactly what was going on, which w- I still say Disney you shortchanged. Joss Whedon with that, that scene belongs in there and makes the movie oh, more yeah. cohesive with that scene yeah. in there. There's no reason why it shouldn't be in there. And I don't know why it's not in there, but you see with, with Thor and the way that he interacts with the other Avengers and how, you know, irritated and quickly angry he gets with Stark over right. Stark messing with the staff, you know, just basically saying you just, you couldn't, you couldn't stop yourself. Could you? You just couldn't. You have no idea the power of this thing. You know, um, he doesn't come out and say it, but there's all, you know, that implies like, yeah, we know your armor runs off some stolen Asgard tech, but you just don't understand how any of this works. You're mucking around with things you don't know about. It's an,
1: it's an infinity stone. Well,
0: like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, they didn't realize the mind stone was in there. No,
1: but yeah. it's, th- I mean, but that's the deal. Like that Scepter. And apparently an Thanos stone. didn't realize it either because right. hopefully not.
0: Otherwise we got a whole big plot hole. We're going to drive our semi through <laughs> because <laughs> the very staff that Loki's holding contains one of the gems that Thanos needs. But uh, yeah, so you see that, you know, that, that next step forward with Thor where he's just calling him out saying you don't have any idea. Yeah. You may have seen a little glimpse of space and you've gone through your little PTSD boo hoo hoo hoo. I have seen so many more things than you have seen. And I know how these things work and you, you have no idea what you've started. You have no idea yeah, what man. you've done. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah dude, Ragnarok um, to get back to that. Cause we're not doing a breakdown of Avengers. We can do that for a future show. I would love to, but uh, Jeff Goldblum, Come on. Oh,
1: yeah. The Grandmaster. Oh, dude, you put Jeff Goldblum
0: in a movie and I'm buying a ticket, man. I I love (laughs) that guy. He is so freaking cool, man. He is just so cool. And I personally am enjoying the renaissance of Jeff Goldblum. He kind of went away for a little bit. Yeah, he's doing these really cool commercials on TV, I think, for a real estate company that are hilarious. Um, He's kind of playing off of his own quirkiness where he just kind of appears in like people's kitchens and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. With this typical Jeff Goldblum stuttering and stammering, which I think he's doing intentionally. It's like Christopher Walken intentionally does Christopher Walken now. Jeff Goldblum is intentionally doing Jeff Goldblum, (laughs) but I mean, you know, I know Independence Day Resurgence didn't do as well in the box office as they thought, but he was so cool in that movie. Everyone should see it. It's it's a good follow up. It's a good popcorn movie. You know, back in Independence Day, here he is in an MCU film. I hope his contract is more than just one movie. If not, I'm going to enjoy my Jeff Goldblum in this
1: as much as we can.
0: God bless Jeff Goldblum, man. That guy is just too cool, Amen. dude. I would, love yeah. to b- I would love to be able to sit and just talk to Jeff Goldblum for like 15 minutes. Just say, man, I got yeah. to hang out with Jeff Goldblum, man. I think, that dude, I think that cat's for real, man. I love
1: that, dude. <laughs> I'm looking at his like IMDB page, and I tell you, for the 2000s, it was like two projects a year, um, maybe yeah. one or two projects a year, and it was like it was either voice. He did a lot. He did some voiceover work. He did TV shows. Okay. Um, So he was, he was maybe out of the movies, but he was doing like TV stuff and, and it just wasn't, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like we had a lot of Jeff. Maybe that's the thing. We romanticize the Jeff Goldblum, right? Like we, we, we have a huge romantic. We think of Jurassic Park
0: and the lost world and independence day and the fly, which if you haven't seen the fly with Jeff Goldblum, man, it's so good. It's so good. It's, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Brundlefly. It'll make you throw up constantly when you watch it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, dude, Jeff Goldblum, dude, you see him in that trailer, you know, we knew he was going to be in it, but when you get to see him and just that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you're just like, oh yeah, Goldblum for the win, dude. (laughs) Uh, you know, one thing I didn't catch the first time I saw that trailer, um, Cause, dude, I mean, it just hits you. It's it's like what oh, yeah. a minute forty five seconds. Just Elba,
1: obviously, I forgot to mention him. He's got a he's got yeah. a good look well, in the trailer too. He finds too.
0: these movies so laborious, Ryan. I don't know how he managed to find the 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 energy to be in this movie.
1: I think like <laughs> most of the people who have said that. Once they keep coming back, they realize, oh, that was that was not the best statement to make. I think, yeah.
0: When they get those <laughs> those nice little royalty checks that have got yeah, Mickey those Mouse nice ears on it, that come yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, another. But he's looking good. He's got he's got his sword with him. He's got some dreads on. Like, yeah, I think he's, looking yeah good. He's, looking, he's looking. Yeah, he's, he's looking. Awesome. Tough. Yeah, he's looking awesome. Yeah, he's looking great. Um, whoop, hang on, I just
0: disconnected a cable. Hang tight. Show shouldn't be interrupted from that. I just sat on my 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 cable, my caboose. Uh, it, wouldn't,
1: it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a wouldn't be a shut show. up dog
0: show unless like, again someone's kicking a table or barking at a dog or right. dogs barking at them. Oh, by the way, man. Rex knows I love, him, but I was about ready to kill his dog on Saturday for our last okay, so show. So I
1: listened to, to sidetrack. I, I was listening to your show. I, I'd listen, you know, and that's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I do listen to our shows. I well, listen yeah. to we're fans of our own I want to hear about, yeah. uh, you know, I want to hear, I want to hear some more. I want to hear about music stuff. And I tell ya, you, you <laughs> came onto that show. You were as salty <laughs> oh. as salty gets. And you said something. You didn't say much about it. I, maybe you get into it later, but you, didn't say much about it, but I know you well enough. We've been friends for a while. Yeah. And so, uh, when I hear John just like say something about the dog, like you said something about the dog oh, and man. I just know your tone was just like that dog, that dog. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, dang. So, Rick, like, yeah. Rex knows that
0: now. Okay. So for those of you, Here who maybe, yeah. For those who don't listen to saucy riffs and tasty licks. Okay. um, Rex Diamond, uh, the third part of Shut Up Dog here. He's got a cute little dog. Her name is Sophie. She is a sweetheart. When she calms herself down, she is a sweetheart. I mean, she just nuzzles you and licks you and I'm, gives you kisses.
1: A, I've been over to the house. I've met she, Sophie. I understand. She is
0: a genuine little sweetheart. She loves to have her ears scratched. She loves to have her tummy scratched. But, dude, she is like a rat. I mean, she's like the size of a of <laughs> just a little bit bigger than a rat. And yeah. this dog has got the memory on her like a goldfish. Uh, it just... <laughs> Every time I go there, she just starts screaming and barking and screaming. And then she remembers who I am. Oh, and then, yeah. yeah, then she'll let me pet her and then she'll just start barking. And yeah, man, Rex, I know he listens to this show. It's funny because he's like, I don't know anything you guys are talking about, but I like it. Um, uh, Rex knows how much I love him, how much I love his family, how much I love his dog. But man, that dog, finally, at one point, we're a PG show. I just pointed out, I said, Get the blank away from me and go to your dad. I've had enough of
1: you. I've had enough.
0: And I felt bad, but he's over there. He's sitting on the other side of the recording table, just cracking up laughing. Oh yeah. Cause he knows I love his dog, <laughs> but dude, I had just like, I had had enough,
1: enough. Of this like dog, the, the cup has been filled. It needs to be emptied and you but need she, to go for a But Like I, I said,
0: dude, when she comes down, she is such a sweetheart and she, she yeah. jumps up on my lap. She likes to like chew on my beard, um, which is hilarious. She is a sweetheart, but man, dude, she just yeah. like Rex jokes. It's like, she's had her, weekly lobotomy and she just like forgets everything.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went over there. We hung out for a couple, uh, a couple times playing music and recording stuff uh-huh. and just having a, having a good old grand old time. And uh, yeah, it's the same idea, man, like walking in the door and just, and she my just heels are getting screaming nipped, yeah. like the entire way into the bedroom, <laughs> just nipping oh, the yeah. heels all the way in. She's screaming at she, you. Yeah. She, she chills out and uh, you're good to go. But Yeah, dude, I I, I, I can understand. I know with Piper, you know, she's a she's a young pup, so she gets real excited real quick about stuff. And, you know, we've had her we've she's been featured on the show before. She has. Yeah. My dog's (laughs) the only the only member
0: of Shut Up Dog that doesn't really bark.
1: Nope. We well, haven't heard from Shandy She's Dog. old. <laughs> That's the reason why. Uh, yeah. She speak, when she speaks, it's purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not yeah, just a, dude, she's not yeah. just flapping her gums. <laughs> I've got a gray lady.
0: Yeah. There's no question. Yeah.
1: All right. So uh, enough about last our pooches. Thing. I know. Oh, last ahead, thing I want to mention, ahead. at least before, we, if, if there's anything else you want to mention about it. Uh, no, no. I want to move yet. into talking about some comic books here. So do I. Um, but just to throw this out there because we haven't said it yet, but Carl Urban as Scourge. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, as uh, well. And so again, we, how do we you s- mention him yet? But
0: how do you turn your nose up at Carl Urban? That guy is you so don't. cruel, man. He is so you cool. <laughs> you know, I, I watched uh, last not this weekend but the weekend before the weekend before uh, Easter. Uh, I watched the Chronicles of Riddick. Right. Okay. Yes. There is so much melted cheese all over that movie.
1: Oh, a hundred percent, dude. But, but it all is all those, I mean, so cool. Pitch dude. Black was like its own little thing. And then like Chronicles happened and you're yeah. like, what this is. Oh, what happened? I love it. <laughs> like what happened between pitch black? I know black pitch, and pitch Black. Yeah. Pitch Black <laughs> is a
0: great Great movie, and you, yeah. it, and it stands on its own. It's not an oh, alien. It really does. It kind of looks like an alien ripoff when you first look at it. It's really not. It's really from not a,
1: from a distance. Maybe yeah, I i can some, see that. Some I can similarities. See a case. Some I can similarities. Case.
0: But man, it is a great sci-fi movie made on the cheap. You know when when Vin Diesel really wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, man. And but by the time we got the Chronicles of Riddick. Vin Diesel was a th- is a thing was a thing still is a thing. Fast and Furious
1: like really kicked up. Crash like, and Burn edition. Um. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> sorry. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, you know what we have to say about Fast and Furious is that it it did uh, set the record as the global box office. Hey,
0: you know we give credit where credit is due. I I, I hate those. They movies. sell some.
1: They know how to sell some tickets. They
0: though. do. I do. I do not like those movies. I have tried. I legitimately <laughs> have tried. And and when I say that. Ryan,
1: I mean it sincerely. I have tried. I believe
0: you? I believe you. I don't get it. And I
1: watched the first two and I was like, okay, I'm set.
0: Yeah. I just I don't get it. Um but that's okay. You know, I'm not the target yeah. audience those movies make. <laughs> you can't argue with the amount of money that they make and the fan base behind these movies. You, you can't you could argue with it, but you're 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 screaming into the wind because yeah <laughs> you, you, dude you got to tip your
1: hat dude they they created know fan a fan base. They've and got they know super how to fans. deliver, man, dude, and, and they, they know and how to talking, deliver to those fans, like just like our stuff, with just Marvel like Star Wars and, and fans, and dude. Star Wars, yep, absolutely. Like, they know how to make the Fast and Furious franchise successful, obviously.
0: And, and you tip your hat to it, and you say, "Well done, gentlemen and ladies." You, right. you know exactly what
1: you're doing. Not for me, not my thing. <laughs> but I, but I know what you're doing, I dude. I get hammered all day at work because oh, I have I, made it. Uh, I have I you know we get we joke around, we get to joking around, and I have made it a little known that. To, I'm obviously not a fan of those movies, so sure. every chance these I've got two guys that work with me, Tom and Jason, and, and they, just they, they just love it. They just love it. I think I think I, I, I think Tom may listen. Anyway, I'm telling them, I'm calling them out. Yeah, but every cha- I got it on the way home. <laughs> on the way home today, I'm getting text messages about oh, the the Fast and Furious franchise being the you know beating out Star Wars at the box office, and for, for uh, now. Yeah, for, for yeah, now, right? I'm gonna for now, boys, just wait. Slow victory. Let's let's yes. go with the sm- hit, hit one. It still did it. You know, whatever. Savor the flavor, um, gentlemen. Dude, Savor the flavor. <laughs> every every. I'm working. I'm working, and all of a sudden, a little a little pop up will come up. A little jabber message comes up, and it's one of them sending me a a trailer or a link or oh, some man, sort of dude, relentless. I like I can't figure out how to block like work colleagues yet, <laughs> but I'm working on it. Like I'm trying to figure out how to block somebody <laughs> that I work with. <laughs> you don't send me anything work related. So uh, no more fast Just and anyway. furious. No more fast and furious.
0: <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But dude, like I said, man, tip your hat, dude. They, and, and, and the thing is like star Wars fans, they know how to get their, their fans for multiple viewings in the yeah,
1: theater, they, right? They, they, you can't argue with they've it. They've built the franchise
0: and you can't they know argue how to with do it. it. You cannot argue with it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I don't, I don't think I have anything else I want to add to Thor Ragnarok. Like I said, I kind of want to get into some actual comic books because yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. So uh, today Ryan and I are, so we can give you guys a time frame because again, so if you listen to this like three weeks from now, you're like, a bunch of idiots this is old news so uh, as of Monday it's, April it's 17th, old news as we're
1: talking about it so <laughs> that is true right <laughs>
0: uh, as of Monday April 17th a couple very cool announcements were made today uh, one from a comic book company that Ryan and I will continue to pimp until there is nothing bum. left to pimp bum, bum, oh bum, look at that bum, right bum, there bum. man
1: Britannia, dude. I'm uh, yeah, just, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. Dude, they hmm. just they released that as just one big volume, didn't they? So, so this, yeah, so this is the, I think it's the completed volume. Is this, this the first the one or the second one? yeah, this is the first one. Um, this is the they first just, one. just, yeah. yeah, they just. I think. The end well, of let's last tell month people what we're beginning beginning talking about month. here first. You I can, guess so. Yeah, we're yeah. not even. Good grief! <laughs> you guys all <laughs> saw that, right? <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen a thing. I showed John my copy of uh, Britannia, um, which came out last year uh, yes. to critical acclaim oh, uh, for being oh, like critical uh, acclaim is an understatement, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for being one of the one of the better horror comic books um, that okay. hit the shelves in 2016 from so, our
0: friends at Valiant from valiant dude valiant valiant it can tail they had like i said dude, we'll pimp pimp these guys until there's nothing left to pimp so if you don't like valiant
1: coming out with stuff to pimp so
0: yeah if you don't like valiant too bad so sad grab a valiant book and start reading we
1: think you'll love it dudes seriously they had uh their event today the valiant summit was today And mm. they uh, they set out. They put out their year, uh, two year schedule, or I'm sorry, the one year schedule so far. Yeah, yeah, one year. Um, mm. They leaked. They they hinted at some stuff that's happening in um, in in next year in 2018. Just a just one book that they leaked for 2018. But they man, they set out um, the monthly schedule for. For uh, 2017, and it is rich with oh. uh, reboot. Um, uh, I think well, reboots, not even, essentially, not even but really.
0: Well, kind of. Well, kind of reboots Soul stories and but continuations a little bit because I know yeah, Xo. Yeah, yeah Xo. Yeah. The this, the character who plays Xo, Eric, who's in the uh, Shinara armor, they're not redoing him, but it's like kind of like.
1: Yeah, I said like it wrong. Next, I, I said reboots, and I didn't really mean to say reboots. But but, but yeah.
0: you're but you're right in a sense. Okay. Um, almost like the next phase. Like we've we've wrapped up everything storyline wise. Currently, right. This is yep. the next evolution of these characters. And yep. rather than starting with like you know say issue thirty, everybody goes back to a number one.
1: Yep. Yeah. So
0: yep. um.
1: So some of the I guess some you of them could are say getting their first. Runs, yeah, um, kind of a kind of, of a, soft a soft reset,
0: yeah. a soft reset, but yeah, we're not
1: resetting a universe here. It's no, just no, 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 starting no. new stories that yes. that are con- that are condensed. So instead of having you know Superman number seven hundred and eighty six, <laughs> right? Like we're just we're just starting another storyline that you don't have that you can Correct. start at a number one. At yes, and pick and- up and. Again, that they is do that why so well. Valiant
0: freaking oh. rules, man. That's why they rule. Because you, it, can yeah. you can jump in. You and can jump in. And there's find so much a
1: number one in any year in your in your set.
0: And you're gonna be good. And it's gonna yeah. compel you because the writing is so good, the art is so good, the presentation is so good, the books look beautifully bound. Yep. That, I mean, when you talk about like independent publishers, these guys, and I know it keeps coming back to these two companies, and maybe you get tired of us hearing it, hearing us say it, but again, and, you know, it's our show and we give credit where credit is due. Valiant and Image continue to deliver on price, content, presentation, accessibility over and over and over again. And Valiant just did it again today. And so if you've been leery about Valiant, because, you know, they do have a, they, they have a, a, I don't want to say like a huge universe, they got a, they got a nice universe since their reintroduction about five years ago. Yep.
1: They have it, a condensed universe.
0: A condensed universe. It, it, it can, it, it is maybe kind of starting to get to the point where you're like, uh-oh, I've got, you know, oh, I'll use XO. It's one of my personal favorites uh, in Valiant. I love it. Uh, really enjoy bloodshot as well too. But man, dude, there's just something about XO that just is just grabbing me. And uh, you know, it's in, it's going to be going into its third run under the new Valiant, which debuted in 2012. Yep. So it, you can kind of look at it and start to be like, Oh my gosh, this is starting to get confusing. Looking at just the very tip of that iceberg, it could look that way, but to what Ryan has been saying over and over, you know, I've got here, let me pull it up right here. I've got uh XO. You know, when you go to the back of these books, <clears throat> they're gonna give you the reading order. And you've talked about that several times. It gives you the path in which to follow. And let's say you want to get into EXO and you don't want to read, you know, how Eric got to as a Visigoth, went to outer space right. and then came back yep. in the Shannara armor. That's okay. Uh, because I have the new EXO number one. I've read it you don't need to know what came before it. It will, it, it, it's good stuff. It's not going to hurt you to know, yeah, but they've yeah. wrote it in such a way that it doesn't spoil anything that came before it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and you can do, no, it doesn't because I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to read this. Cause it was given to me as a gift from a coworker. Yeah. I was absolutely blown away. He's like, you know what? He goes, I think you might, mo- we're going to like this. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was like, kind of just came out of nowhere? I read yeah. it. and I'm like, because I was worried about it spoiling, but I love the yeah, new artwork yeah. on this book. And I'm like, this doesn't spoil anything because I don't, I really don't know how he got to this point. And that's okay because you can jump in at this point and be totally all right.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: Did y'all follow that? You, Did y'all get that? Yeah. I know So I think so. Well, I tell you, I, um, and it's just amazing guys. It's just amazing. And if you're not in the valiant universe, you, you need to be, you need jump to be in. Yeah
1: it's so there's a lot of places to get it it's on sale actually valiant does a thing with humble bundle quite often yes um and if you guys are not familiar with humble bundle humble bundle you need to be because uh what it what it really does is they um it's a pay what you want uh service uh there is a i think there is a minimum but the minimum price tag is by far below oh, you know yeah, production right. price for any of this stuff so oh, humble so bundle friendly they, on price dude so they work on price. with yeah they're so they're super friendly on price they work with charities as well mm-hmm. um and so you know when you go to and valiant actually worked through them quite a bit and they're one of the big people that actually go through humble bundle for a lot of their stuff um they did a big push last year uh, with humble and uh, they sold like it was like 75% off collections and um, like complete sets and stuff like that. And they were like 20 bucks for like all of bloodshot, you know, um, good deals. And I mean, they, we talked about this before their price tag on their collective volumes. It's already reasonable. They don't go crazy uh, with their price tags, no. but I, t- I, mean, I, I didn't tell you this I but I bought today I actually went on and started XO and um re- started I I uh, got it yes. digitally and man uh, I've been bugging you to, I've been bugging you to read XO man I
0: think you're gonna yeah, like I, it
1: I tell you that cover art because I haven't really I haven't di- I haven't I haven't um been into that character at all so I don't know the backstory I don't know sure like I, all I see is spaceman in a suit right. <laughs> yeah like with aliens on the front cover and i'm like mm-hmm. cool 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 and i open up the the first page and it's like ancient, roman times and i'm going rome
0: and i'm going yeah, with, and
1: yeah, i like i even yeah. like i turned i because i bought it digitally so i was like turning back to the front page i was making sure that i was in the right book because i was like, bought the I wrong accidentally book. start did did i actually start britannia like what did i like, sure hang on a sec and so but sure enough like it, that's where it begins um, and i'm not going to give any more than that because i think you guys should just take a look um, but it, I, I've enjoyed the first couple pages of it. I haven't been, I haven't been able to read obviously all of it. But I tell you, uh, I'm. It's, it looks, it's cool. I'm excited. Well, you know, <laughs>
0: the, the cool thing is with EXO is he's a a, a cornerstone Valiant uh, character. So yeah. if you were to, you know, if we were to jump in time, and we still have on our horizon somewhere down the line where we're gonna have a show dedicated to 90s era Valiant. And what they did to change the comic book world, uh, like Image did. Right. Uh, and that, that's going to be farther down the line, guys. So just kind of, you know, don't expect it like next week, but it, it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> but Exo was a, was a cornerstone character of the original Valiant. And that's really, you know, and Bloodshot also is in there, as uh, was Rye, And then a couple of other characters that uh, Valiant just doesn't have the rights to anymore. Right. Magnus Robot Fighter being one of them, Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Uh, right, they, they, yeah. they don't They don't have rights to those characters anymore. They reverted back to, um, I don't want to say original ownership. Uh, give you a little bit of comic book history, those two characters, Magnus and Turok, belong to a company called Gold Key Comics, um, which uh Obviously isn't around, you know, anymore. <laughs> you know, sixties right. sixties era comic book company, but they don't have the rights to those characters anymore. And I don't even think they have the rights to reprint uh, anything from that era. Yeah, so, yeah. so if you want to find Magnus Robot Fighter, which sounds kind of dorky and if you do like a any sort of search for magnus robot fighters like a dude wearing a skirt um with like go-go boots on i mean it's like (laughs) he's not a cross dresser or anything like that it's kind of like what the 60s thought the future would look like right right (laughs) yeah um yeah that's the best way to put it and the guy's like kung fu karate fighting robots it sounds stupid. But it was like the best-selling book, or one of the best-selling books of the '90s. It was nuts, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, uh, this whole thing with Valiant and has, and they've had such an such an amazing history. They they went away. They were bought by Acclaim. If you guys, for any gamers out there, from the 16-bit wars, Genesis oh, yeah, versus man. Super Nintendo. I was Acclaim. a Genesis. I was a Genesis guy, by the way. Though I did have a Super Nintendo. But I was a Genesis guy through and through. Dude, uh, you and me both, dude. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Hey, great games on the Super NES, no question about that. Oh yeah. But man, when it came down to it, I was a Sega man, and uh, you know, Acclaim had some of the biggest, you know, arcade ports. Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam. I mean, for a while, Acclaim could do no wrong. Well, they decided they wanted to get into the comic book business. They bought Valiant. They became Acclaim comment, uh, Comics. And yeah. it all just, you know, imagine a video game company attempting to run a comic book company, and you can connect the <laughs> dots, right? To <It'd> be <laughs> like, if all of a sudden, like, Activision decided they wanted to, you know, buy, like, Image. Well, buy, <laughs> you know, probably not... <laughs> you know, kiss
1: all that fun stuff. Goodbye. Cause it's probably not going to last. Uh, so anyway, oh, you'll, have to, you'll have to, you'll have to buy, um, you'll have to buy the next page. Oh you can yeah. Cut the seal. That's right. Microtransactions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you bought a poly? This seal. This seal, yeah, this seal poly, costs three dollars. A
0: poly sealed bag. Well, for twenty five cents, we can open it for you. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So to see where Valiant has is come to now, it's it really is awesome. They, you yeah. know, they they don't sell as many books as DC and Marvel do. They're they're just not going to. Uh, nope. That being said, for a company that essentially was just dead and buried and gone. And yeah. for those of us who collected in the nineties and remember the nineties and remember, you know, the early days of image and the rock star image that image had, you know, and valiant, you know, they were in there and they were such a refreshing change and then they kind of go away and, and they, they had a sort of a relaunch again in the mid two thousands that didn't really work out, but then they came back again in 2012 and, just continue to make the readers the forefront of their business model. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Really invested into the customer.
0: That, that is their goal, to produce great books. And guys, that's not to say that every panel, every page of a Valiant book is just pure gold. It's a comic book. It's going to all <laughs> right. right. It's it's not Shakespeare on every page, okay? <laughs> there there is some clunk that happens in in all of our favorites where you're just like, "What?" Right? Um because yeah. it's a comic book. But in terms of consistency and easeability, I know we've said it a million times. We're going to keep saying it. Valiant is doing some really great stuff and this Valiant uh, icons that they're, that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Man, just what a great next step. And they do it in a way that you don't feel like you have to buy every book, every title, every month to get the full flavor, because that's not what they do. Valiant yeah. rarely does big events. I mean, they've had the Harbinger yeah. Wars. They had the Valiant which is what brought the old Valiant universe into the quote-unquote new Valiant universe. Right, yeah. Um, but they're not these sweeping epics. They're like two to maybe four issues, uh, and oftentimes they're self-contained. Like the Harbinger Wars happened in Harbinger, and some bleed over, no pun intended, some bleed over into Bloodshot. He played a big role yeah. in the Harbinger Wars. Oh, yeah, I did. But Exo yeah. didn't get pulled into it. Ninjak didn't get pulled into it it's referenced but they're yeah. not you don't have to read XO and that one panel no. where they're like hey do you right. know do you know about the harbinger wars no well it's a war that's happening with the harbinger okay and then they just kind of <laughs> keep going on right
1: and um, i brought this up in our in the in that show too and i'll say it again is that each each uh, volume set has its own has like so harbinger has a volume three that's titled volume three harbinger wars and then you have bloodshot volume three harbinger wars and then you have harbinger wars volume one and i told you i was like man i'm I'm I got to that point where I was just like, "Crap, here we go!" Yeah, because I thought, "Like, welcome to Valiant's
0: version of Marvel, right? Where do I go? What do I do? You're
1: gonna buy? You know, I'm sure each version, each book offers its more complete story around those characters. So I like Bloodshot a lot more than I like Harbinger. So I'll probably go get Bloodshot Volume Three, Harbinger Wars, and I get to see more of Bloodshot interaction. But they tell you they it's almost like it's like having it's like Avengers only the camera followed Captain America around the entire time. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's essentially it's that where you have caps view of the whole fight, Iron Man's view of the whole fight kind of thing. And then you have Avengers, the movie where you get bits and pieces of every single character. And that's what they've done with that Harbinger Wars. And man, I just, I, I get, I get out of words because I feel like I've said it again and again and again, and I don't know what else, how else to say it, but we they plead the with company. You. They we plead with you to read Valiant. with you because they are they are the company that cares about how people are reading their comics, not just that they are reading their comics. Because that's where that's where DC and Marvel love to fill in. They're just like, well, we know people love to read our comics, but Valiant takes it one step further. They said, well, we want people to fall in love with how they read the comics, yes. how they read our comics. Yeah, they man, they want point. the full experience. And I tell you. Opening up, and I mentioned this, opening up Volume 1 of Exo Man of War, um, the first page is a breakdown of the timeline. Welcome to 402 AD, and then it gives a timeline of 375 AD, Eric of Dacia was born, I'm assuming that's how you say it. And Mm -hmm. then you go from 375 to 402, um, which is the Battle of Palencia, the Viscos versus the Romans, King al uh alaris and versus the other guy right yeah anyway so i'm I'm just kind of recapping but that's the first page you get a timeline at the top then you get a breakdown into two columns here's the visigoths here's the romans here's what here's how visigoths count like measured worth how do they measure their own worth this is how they do it they do it by cattle romans do it by gold um happiness as a horse with visigoths like it breaks down the weapons the culture uh, and the armor the culture yeah and it's all on one page and you understand before you even get to that and when you turn that page to the next page you understand which characters you're looking and, at, and
0: you understand what makes eric and what drives eric through that entire book uh, in yeah. in that in that alien exo armor yeah, and, and it's, it
1: shows you the location of it, too. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Yeah. The top of Africa with most of Europe um, in there. It's, dude, like they want people to feel... Yes. In- ...integrated into mm-hmm. these comics. They want to they have that interaction, and no other, uh, image included, because I know we, we praise mm-hmm. image a lot. We love Marvel. We love DC. We love Dark Horse. Um, but I tell you, no other comic book a uh, company no. takes care of their universe like Valiant No, does. I
0: I you you're 100% correct. And so we're very excited over Oh, excuse me. We're very excited over uh, Valiant icons. Uh, Check it out. You know, we're just kind of giving you the quick and dirty breakdown. Check it out on your on your comic book feed. We'll have some links on our Twitter page, of course. Uh, Just some really cool things that are coming uh, from Valiant, which also shifts us over to Marvel had some announcements today as well, too, uh, concerning their books uh, in print, not the MCU, where we've moved from screen to print, where it all started. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about Marvel Legacy because uh, we don't yeah, know much.
1: On, yeah. That one's you. I think. Yeah. I Marvel, the other one. Oh, you
0: don't, you didn't know you didn't read anything about legacy. I thought you did. Okay. Maybe I misunderstood a text. Okay. So, uh, Marvel, uh, coming soon is going to have, uh, what's called Marvel legacy. Now, uh, we don't know a whole lot. I'm going to bring, uh, the page back up that I had because I've been jumping around all over the place. Uh, it's a little bit of a teaser, uh, today for Marvel legacy. We're not really sure, uh, really what it's all about. Don't know if this was, uh, and my computer is going to start screaming here in a minute until I turn the volume down. There we go. Um, we're not really sure or at least f- from what I'm saying is are we going to reset back to and get rid of all this ridiculous diversity that's gotten in the way of um, like Logan, are we going to see the return of the original Wolverine stuff like that? This is kind of what we know, and I'm reading this directly from comicbook.com because they've kind of got these "quote unquote" inside scoop. Uh, it says, following uh, Civil War Two, Marvel Comics released a trailer for uh, upcoming Marvel Now. And I think this is side note. I think this is where Marvel. This is where they don't do themselves a whole lot of favors because you've got Marvel, Marvel Now, and now you're gonna have Marvel Legacy. Where do where do I go? Do I go Marvel now? Do I go Marvel? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the tease has the words "Divided We Fall," uh, loosely separated by Marvel heroes into two groups: established heroes and more recent and legacy characters. Okay, so maybe some returning from the dead. Marvel multiverse. Not entirely sure. Uh, so the split is realized between the Avengers and the Champions the latter team being founded by young legacy characters who wanted to redefine what it means to be a superhero rather than simply following in their elders' footsteps. So, difference of philosophy, difference of identity, some interesting concepts. Uh, it all sounds to me, Ryan, more confusion from, from Marvel.
1: So, what I've picked up from here is, yes, I think you're right, but um, this is kind of the how they're doing this and i think they've they um here here's what marvel did um marvel saw dc um with new 52 and marvel sat back and did their civil war run and civil war was successful it was um and then dc had a very very successful run with new 52 mm-hmm. um and then dc had another very successful start with dc rebirth it's had its moles and hiccups along the way, but it has leveled into a completely great playing field at this point. Oh, it's found its groove, man. It is. It's grooving. 100%. It is yeah, grooving. It's not having any issues. And Marvel uh, went to Civil War II and, and of course. made the conglomeration <laughs> of, of comic books there. And I think Marvel finally looked over on the other side of the road and said, you know what? I think DC has a great idea. And so instead of running our issues into the 500 numbers, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and calm down again. Let's go back to number one. So that's where kind of Marvel legacy is going to sit a little bit. We're going to see, we're going to see that, that new 52 style. We're going to see that DC rebirth style back with Marvel where you can have a number one again. And I think I tell you, there's got to be someone listening, you know, to our show that works in Marvel (laughs) at the headquarters over there. They have, because this is exactly what we were talking about a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, just saying, we don't even know where to start anymore. Like we just don't even know where to go because you know, you go to the comic book shop and you're like, cool, I'm going to pick up a Marvel book. And then you're looking at number 300 or civil war story the Civil war two storyline. And I'm like, man, I'm in the middle of an event. I guess I can't start right now. I guess I can't just dive into dive into a new story because Marvel is having their, you know, universe wide, you know, event that every single character is involved in this one event and you have to keep up with that. Or you Um, just dive in and just accept that you're going to be lost or you're you're lost in whatever, right? I'll just pick Um, it up
0: from right here and hope for the best.
1: Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to do the seasons model. They're going to go after DC's model that has been highly successful. Um, Series going to, it's going to legacy is going to run for a couple of years, 25 issues or so canceled and then relaunched with a new number one.
0: Yeah. Okay. Th- that's the
1: model. I mean, that's yeah, the yeah, model yeah. for legacy. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm seeing that again, right now too. At, yep. at comic- you're reading on comicbook.com as well too. Yeah. Just getting my references yeah. here. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. For account from comic book. So that's kind of wh- where we are. I mean, it's. yeah, it's, um, it,
0: it's going to be confusing leading up to yeah. this point. And, and I guess, you know, maybe it, it's a quick rush to judgment. I, I, it's it's tough to kind of take Marvel, and we're, we're going to get into a real Marvel goof here in just a moment as we talk about you know Eric Lyncher. Um, I, I just I, I gotta I gotta give a glimmer of hope here that you are correct in in your assumption that literally Marvel's looking across the street there in New York. Because Marvel's yeah. Marvel's offices and DCs are literally not that far apart from each other. That they're seeing uh, the the success, uh, like like you said, a little bit of a herky jerky start to Rebirth, but it has found its groove, it's yeah, moving along very nicely. Uh, that hopefully that they're starting to see that people love these characters. They they want to be involved with these characters. Yeah. That it's okay to, quote unquote, do a rebirth, no pun intended, and, and get people back into the comic book shop or picking up you know their tablet or their f- smartphone and buying a number one of character X, whoever that may be, right. and feeling okay with that and not ignoring what came before it. But knowing but, that
1: you're at least starting from
0: a, been, that a, start, that a yeah, universal start point. But making it accessible for someone to pick up that number one and say, I'm okay starting here. I know that there's a ton of stuff that came before this, and maybe I'll dive back into that, but I can start here at this number one, and I can be okay, and I can, mm-hmm. and I can walk with them at this point. I hope that's really what Marvel wants to do and wants to stick with. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be some growing pains because Marvel is very tempted. They're getting ready to do it right now, which is what we're going to kind of transition into. They love their big events. They love yeah. it. They love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. And and, 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 and I hope this sticks because you and I interact with a number of comic book fans and comic book readers, both as in, in work scenarios and friendship scenarios who want to get back into Marvel on a consistent basis, not just picking up the occasional collected volume of a, of a throwback story from their youth or, or a great storyline that they remember like Inferno or infinity gauntlet or planet Hulk or anything, or, uh, you know, origin Genesis (laughs) or origin of venom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That they, they want to be in the, in this character on a consistent basis. They just don't know where to go. They don't know where Mm -hmm. to start. Right. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, Deadpool, is it number
1: 200 right now? Jiminy Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, uh, the, the, apparently that's the death of Deadpool. Deadpool so you've got number fi- 200. Yeah, dude. Five hundreds for Spider-Man, I think. Yeah. And now so even Superman like you. I mean, like we can well, jump right at, across the pond. But well, Action, you know, action comics, comics, they still yeah, maintain go, the same numbering structure. They 900 something. Yeah, now.
0: they're well into. And I think that's just more of a tip of the hat to tradition, um, sure. whether that's good or bad. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, when you go like Deadpool number 200, you're like, whoa, where in this 200 issue lineup do I start? Do I start at number 200? Yeah.
1: Or and how much money is it going to cost me to just get <laughs> caught up? Yeah, right. How many back issue stacks in my comic book store do I have to... Like volumes from Marvel are, are pushing 15, 20 bucks.
0: Yeah. So do I go back 100 issues? Do I go to Deadpool yeah. number 100? Because from 100 to 200, that's where the current storyline resides, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, man, I dude, I really hope this works. Because uh, while Marvel is a part of my comic book reading, it's not a consistent part of my comic yeah, book man. reading. And uh, I would love for it to be right up there with DC, Image, and Valiant. And saying, yes, I have a couple of yeah. really great Marvel books that I'm reading. And so I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm going to use a rhino feral term. I'm cautiously optimistic because, because we've seen Marvel try this stuff before and they, they don't, they can't get out of their own way and they just revert back
1: to business as usual. It's like they try it for a week and it's just like, Oh, it didn't sell. Go back. Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, Spider-Man didn't sell a million copies of, (laughs)
0: of number one.
1: So clearly we screwed up. So back to, back to this. (laughs) <laughs> need to commit a little bit, right? right? Let it, let it run because it's going to work because media consumption. I mean, I think that I think that's kind of where we are in 2017. Media consumption works very, very, very different and in comic books, I'm including into that, obviously, um, you know, r- think about shows that have been massive, massively successful that aren't on the air anymore. One that comes to mind is breaking bad.
0: Battlestar Galactica They're, would come to mind for me.
1: Battlestar Galactica, yeah, just an amazing show. That well written yep, mm-hmm. content, um, a storyline that started and ended. Yep. So you've got yeah, you've you've got these you've got these books now that are currently running into their five hundreds. They're currently running into their two hundreds. These are these have been going on for years. Oh, um, something. years decades. and years, decades. Because if you're thinking like once a month. Mm-hmm. like for these books and you're in your 200th month you started like, somewhere in the 90s <laughs> like come on man yeah. like there's you've got to you've got to there's uh, there's got to be a reset at some point there's got to be just a moment where someone goes okay <sighs> really like we've got to we've got to dial back in but that's when and get back to my my shut up dog walked in the door threw me off <laughs> but i tell you that media consumption works well with concise stories, and that's not what I'm doing right now is making a concise point, but they work well with concise stories, and so once you have a run of one through whatever, right, we had new fifty two do that super well because it went through I think it was it fifty two issues even yeah, just about those stories yeah for for so for, about 50, for the
0: majority of the the title, some didn't go yeah. that long, but
1: yeah, so the, so, so at least you know around fifty issues or so for those for that series for a for major characters, your Trinity for sure um had had most of the issues you they they were it was a there was a start point and there was an end point but people want that like people really want to have an ending to a story we don't have to keep the story going on for decades and decades (laughs) just for the hell of it just to sell some comics we can end the story and start one again to say you know what this has been a great run it's been a great story just like the shows that we mentioned let's put it down because this was fantastic. Britannia's doing that with Valiant. I know we keep talking about them, but Britannia is a limited run. It's only, it's, it's very um, isolated. Uh, it doesn't continue on and on and on. But I think, I, th- I hope that this, I, I hope that Marvel um, finds success in this. I think they will. They just need to give it time. They just need to let it brew That's, and get people back yeah. into the comic book shop, back into number ones, because number ones will sell.
0: And that, it, that's the than key. number
1: four hundreds. That's right? the key. Number it's patience. That's not going to sell as much as a number one. will.
0: you're right. It, it, patience. Patience is the key. You've, you've got to let this play out. And, and can we add again, lower the price of these books by a dollar? Just, yeah, man, lower <laughs> them by a buck, a buck, just a buck and see what happens. It'll, right?
1: it'll, it'll work.
0: Okay. So, uh, time is quickly becoming our enemy. A couple things we want to move into. Um, let's save the better, the better one for the end. Let's, let's not okay. go. Let's not go out bitter as we talk about. Uh, oh, secret mm-hmm. empire. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Marvel is, you know, of course, gearing up for their big summer blockbuster event to ensure that you buy every Marvel book, whether you read it or not. So. <laughs> So you can get uh, four sentences of storyline, and then move on from there. Uh, so, Secret <laughs> Empire Number Zero. It's going to be out. Uh, I want to say either this week or potentially next week. Uh, it's going to be four ninety nine. Um, So essentially what the backstory is for this is that uh, we know that Captain America has been working for Hydra. The rest of the Marvel Universe is going to find out that Captain America has secretly been working for Hydra. So that's basically the crux of Secret Empire
1: right something that we, he's been brainwashed apparently like that's yeah the big
0: readers of Captain America know it but you know spider-man doesn't know it you know Tony right. doesn't yeah. know it okay right they're going to yeah. find out that that he does now I like this on uh no pun intended <laughs> I like it on paper I think it sounds very interesting I think it sounds very cool it's you know putting Steve into a different lens uh have no problem with that yeah. what we do have a problem with oh is the mm. world's most powerful <laughs> mutant Ryan what are we gonna find out about the world's most powerful mutant magneto
1: as i pinch the bridge of my nose and squint through this i <laughs> we're gonna find out that mr eric lyncher the holocaust survivor
0: who makes it um, makes it a point to remind everyone fairly consistently that he was in
1: auschwitz that he's got the tattoo and that's the as only the tattoo, tattoo that he ever wants right that's right he's got the tattoo he was in auschwitz um and, of course, that's, that's a part of his background. That's part of his storyline. He finds some companionship with Hydra. Who were commissioned by the Third Reich. The Nazis. He apparently has found common ground. And I tell you, I, I, you know what? And I, and I was mad at this before. I'm not really mad at it anymore. That's a, that's a testament to character. You know, when you can <laughs> come to a common ground... <laughs> With the Nazis? Are you kidding me? Right. Talk when about you, zigging when you should be
0: zagging.
1: Yeah. Magneto is part of Hydra. He's sympathizing with the Nazis. Well, this was built into his core. Like this is part. This is of what drives who him. He is this is what this drives is his him? Hatred. His hatred for humans is well comes it, well, from
0: yeah because he sees those how times
1: he sees how the
0: Jews were treated. And right. he sees that as how mutants potentially <laughs> and have been treated. And you know, it's played up in the movies, obviously, you know, and oh, in yeah, print sure. as well, too. Uh, you know, he has said several times, I've, I have been marked once. I will never be marked again. Right. Um, the tattoo I was, thing. Yeah. yeah, I was enslaved once for simply being a Jew. I will never be enslaved again simply because I'm a mutant. I make no apologies for being Jewish. I make no apologies for being a mutant. I know how to use these powers. Now come and get me if you can.
1: I think the the one thing the X-Men
0: movies got right, right with Magneto come and get me if you think you can.
1: Yeah, if you right? think you can measure up, then come yeah. on, let's do this. Yeah. Because I'm here to take out the humans.
0: That's right. And like that's so.
1: What his whole, through the entire, all three movies, that's now, what his whole motive was.
0: to play, Brian, you know, I like to play devil's advocate just a little bit. Sure, To play, to play devil's advocate just a touch, we know Hydra's origin uh, is in the Third Reich, commissioned sure. by Hitler, uh, the Red Skull, commissioned by Hitler. Hail Hydra, right? Now, Hydra eventually became an enemy of the Third Reich because they started doing their own thing, right? First Avenger does a great job of painting that picture. And by the way, I would love to see the Red Skull return. I don't think he's going to, but I would love to see the Red Skull return. I know he fell into space, but the Tesseract was around, so (laughs) it, it could have protected him somehow. Um Because it's a comic book movie, everyone comes back. Uh, But, you know, they kind of splintered off. They did their own thing, right? And and eventually fought the Nazis, right? Uh, In terms of ideology. So, Devil's Advocate, just a touch, just a touch. The Hydra, okay, okay, the Hydra that we get to now, Mm -hmm. uh, are they still so tied in with a lot of the philosophy and rendering of the third Reich. I think it's safe to say probably not. Okay. Okay. Still though, to your point, Hydra was born of the third Reich was born of the Nazi movement and the very idea that even though how Hydra exists today and how Hydra, even though Hydra is kind of pretty much gone now in the MCU, uh there's some little bits and pieces floating around sure. right? Yeah. We saw you know obviously some of it in civil war. There's still some remnants of it. Yeah. Uh for all intents and purposes any sort of allegiance yeah. to uh Hitler, the Third Reich, it's it's gone because they they viewed the 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 reich the third reich as weak and ineffectual right yeah not not being harsh enough yeah you know and because like like, you know red yeah red skull said you know while the fewer digs around in the desert for trinkets which by the way that was a joe johnston nod to raiders of the lost ark because he worked on raiders of the lost ark and it wasn't like a jab it was like a friendly like you know tip of the um, you know (laughs) uh so you know as the fewer digs around in the desert for trinkets I'm right. harnessing the power of the gods. Now, then later, of course, we find out the Asgardians aren't gods. What you guys consider magic is just, it's normal everyday life for us, right? Yeah, right. But yeah. to the Red Skull at that time, he is harnessing real power of the gods, right? Right, yeah. And so he viewed even say exactly the same thing in the comics. Maybe not word for word, page for page, but that's essentially right. how the Red Skull worked in the comics as well, too. Yeah. But yeah, what is all said and done, I mean, very tone deaf uh, to the origin <laughs> of what drives Magneto to all of a sudden become chums with Hydra, who probably doesn't carry the same philosophy any longer, but still was born of the philosophy of the third Reich still has connections, uh, still uses imagery of Nazi Germany, the iron Eagle and the, the iron
1: cross and things like that. It's still a part of who they are. It's still Still, a part of that. Yep. It's still a part. Like it's it's still, still it's still a
0: part. So yeah, to have Magneto all of a sudden
1: saying, ah, they weren't so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I? You know what I was blind to them for a while, but I tell you, once you yeah. read the pamphlet, some stuff starts to make sense. <laughs> have you read the literature? Let yeah. me get you a copy of the literature. Yeah, just look it over. I'm have, not asking you to. Have convert. you been to their visitor center? Just, They've got a grade <laughs> You know, once you you know get you know I understand, but once you get in there things kind of make sense. Like you just got to get in there now.
0: This (laughs) could be, you know, is it a, (laughs) he's looking to pull a fast one.
1: He is going to be the Uh, one who maybe, yeah,
0: but if that's
1: the Hydra, maybe if that's the case, sense back in the cap, if that's the
0: case, it's sloppy writing either way, either way, it's a little strange. Like you would
1: think it would be Magneto going in and the full force attack against (laughs) the Hydra. You know, but, you know, not to sneak um, in and, and do the covert thing, right? So we have got he that going on. He had a moon on. base.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got a moon base. Yeah, <laughs> So got we, a moon base. So we've got that going on uh, with Marvel. Uh, so you know, starting uh, you know, uh, within just a couple weeks, uh, Secret Empire starts with Secret Empire yeah, Secret number Empire. zero. Yeah, could be yep. yours for, could be yours for only five dollars, Ryan. Um, <laughs> to the Fun. other side of the street. To the other side of the street, Batman number 21. Batman number 21 debuts next week as a crossover, small crossover event that doesn't sweep across the entire DC multiverse. But between The Flash and Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen begin to investigate and break down and figure out how or what, why, what, who, when, where, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, The comedian's mm -hmm. button. They don't know it's the comedian. They have no idea who that is. Um how this button ended up in the Batcave after the events of Rebirth number 1 which if you folks haven't re- read Rebirth number 1 you need to it's fantastic it ends we know Dr. Manhattan makes a cameo in there even though you don't see him but you know it's him and the comedian's button ends up in the Batcave and how does it get there why does it mm-hmm. get there we don't know but starting in Batman number 21 we're going to find out and, we're going to start um, that story. Yeah, we're going to start that story. Uh, we're going to see where Rebirth, how it started. It's been a nice, slow burn. Reintroduction back to the hero Superman. Dun-dun-dun, right? Uh, the reintroduction of of uh, a not-so-confused Barry Allen. Reintroduction yeah. of Wally <laughs> West back into uh, the DC multiverse. Wonder yep. Woman, who's been... V- it, by the way, guys, if you're not reading Wonder Woman under Rebirth uh can i ask why you should be great storytelling she's trying to figure out her origin where she's been what she's doing Mm -hmm. why she can't get back to the Themyscira Uh, a wonder woman in mental crisis and she's trying to figure her stuff out also trying to figure out and get past the loss of her love which was the new 52 era Kal-El So a lot of really cool stuff Mm -hmm. going on with Wonder Woman. But brings us back to Batman number 21. Yeah, I'm going to DC fanboy a little bit. This is what I've been looking forward to. This is going to be how the Watchmen are introduced into the DC multiverse proper. Super exciting. I, I I, I am in on board with this. DC has built to this in the right way. Just a slow... We're getting to it. We're getting to it. And it's not all (laughs) going to be revealed, you know, in four issues and we're said and done, man, they're doing a great job of bringing in some very, very sacred characters in the Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I believe in that sacredness of those characters because that's a sacred comic book. It's an outstanding comic book. We couldn't, we couldn't throw any more praise on the Watchmen than we've already done. I can tell that DC is handling these characters intelligently smartly respectfully and mm-hmm. Batman number 21 can be yours for only $2 and 99 cents. Nice. I'm excited, man. And I know that you are as well too, because it's bringing in one of your favorite DC characters, the flash and yeah, Barry Allen and Bruce Wayne work very, very well together. Those two guys yeah. are they're, they're pals.
1: I've definitely got it on the I've definitely got it on the uh, list to get so that'll be coming into my digital device pretty soon. It will show up and it'll be so cool. So, mm, guys, if you if you nice haven't day. been in
0: anything rebirth, um you know, shame on you, just kidding. You should be, You should be. Some really great stuff going on. Very similar to Valiant. You don't have to be up on all the new 52. They'll get you where you need to be. They'll get you where you need to be. You don't need to worry about it. Um, but yeah, so starting with Batman number 21, uh, the button, uh, it's going to be woof.
1: Yeah. It's going to be cool, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see this story play out. And I, I haven't jumped into the, the major. I, I, like I said, I think when we started, when we started this podcast, I picked up the, uh, red hood and the outlaws. Oh uh, yeah. Great read stuff. Good read. Um, Which has been, which was pretty fun. I the artwork kind of got me a little bit, but I know that they've been improving on that, so I'm excited to dive back in uh, to really, to really uh, have fun with these characters and and relive my love of the Flash and uh, inside of comic book land, man, because I haven't had enough of him. Yeah, man, I tell you, you know, and consistently the the biggest.
0: Title under rebirth that continues to get the most praise is superman and yeah guys i'm gonna i'm hey i told ryan this before the show started i'm gonna say publicly to you guys everyone knows that i enjoyed new 52 superman i like the more detached superman trying to figure out his way apparently i was in the minority people are loving the return of the hero superman and I'm one mm-hmm. of them, and in this, you know, this is the the post, or excuse me, the pre New Fifty Two Superman. This is the Superman that died at the hands of Doomsday, came back yeah. to the regeneration chamber. This is that Superman, and to see how he interacts in this new universe, he's taken on a more serious side. He's a family man. He's yep. he's he's serious. He knows that he's got to be a little bit more aggressive when it calls for it based upon how things turned out with doomsday. But yet he's also very heroic and he's very noble. And he essentially doesn't really care about the way the justice league views him. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. that's okay because I'm Superman. Yeah. I'm Superman and I'm here to help you. Yeah. When
1: you need me. Whereas the, I think the new 52 would struggle with that.
0: Yeah. I am Superman and I'm here to help you. I am here as a part of the Justice League and you're going to need to yeah. accept that because yeah. I am Superman and I got to say man I'm I'm digging it I'm I'm digging the I'm digging the return of the Boy Scout, man. He's (laughs) I am Superman. So, yeah, give that one a read. I know it's more D.C. uh, love and praise. Guys, we give the love and praise where it is due. And we beg and plead for Marvel to move us into that category where we can sit here and say, guys, you need to be reading this from Marvel. You need to be reading that from Marvel. We're looking forward to Marvel Legacy, but right now, yeah, man.
1: As soon as it starts, we'll we'll you know we'll we'll dive in. I know I Yeah, am. man. Yeah, uh, pick up but, some number ones and be able to be excited about these characters again. And, but right now, I mean, dude,
0: we're, we're telling you some of the most exciting reading for us when it comes to superheroes. Image a little bit different for me because a lot of the image books that I read aren't superhero books. Uh, Right, yeah. Yeah, The Walking Dead, definitely not superheroes. But as we talk about superheroes, Valiant and DC right now, man, they're delivering what the fans want to see. And there's a reason why those are some of the best-selling books. And there's a reason why they're priced the way they're priced because they are driving with the reader in mind. So Batman number 21, The Button. Right, I will say, I am kind of interested, though, in Secret Origins number zero. Probably going to pick that one up. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I don't want to paint a picture that, you know, we're just like, oh, Marvel, poo, poo, poo. Just like we're <laughs> just like we're super excited about Rob Fields' return uh, to Deadpool uh, in May. I've got a record saying I'm going to be picking that up. I'm I'm very interested to see how Liefeld has grown <laughs> as a writer. Yeah. And as an yeah. artist with Deadpool. Very excited for that. Yeah, I'm very excited. This Secret Origins number zero has got me. It's got my interest picked all i ask is don't force me to just go into my comic book store or pick up my ipad and just have to buy endless amounts of titles just to get little bits and pieces because if you do that to me again marvel you've lost (laughs) me on this storyline because i'm not going to do it i'm not i'm not going to spend five dollars for multiple copies of you know character whatever just so I can get a little snippet. Not going to do it that. Is a, so. It is a
1: tall order. That's yeah. For sure. So
0: hopefully they don't do that to us. So yeah, time will tell. Time will tell that history
1: yeah. repeats itself uh, on that one. All right, man. So much good stuff. Dude, a lot of stuff in the last couple of weeks. That's just uh, really exciting times. And um, as we move into our, the middle of the middle of 2017, um, new things would, you know, things start to, start to slow down right after those holiday movies kind of hit and uh, you know, those are kind of more slower months, but I tell you, right, we are right on the cusp of our summer blockbusters about to, you know, start hitting hard and um, for the movie side. And I tell you, and I tell you, I'm so happy to see that we have um, our comic book publishers almost thinking the same way. So um, we're starting to see some reactions out of them. So I, man, man, It feels like the rest of 2017 is going to be chock full of fun times on every camp imaginable movies, Marvel, DC, Valiant for comic books, comic books for Marvel, comic books for DC. it's, It's good year.
0: It, it is, it has, it's been a very good year so far. Time's sake. We're, we're probably not going to do much iron fist next time we come around. Ryan and I will have finished. I think iron Fist. we should fist. have finished. Yeah. We will have finished. We're going to give you our final thoughts on it. Uh, neither one of us have been super impressed <laughs> yet. Nope. I've yeah. got, two, I've got three more <laughs> episodes. So um, I'm on episode What episode 10. are you on by the way? Uh, 10 All right. I'm on 11 and a Uh, half. Okay. All right. So uh, next week, uh, Ryan and I will have finished uh, Iron Fist. We'll give our our closing thoughts uh, on that. Um, Not to burst your bubble, don't expect glowing positivity. But uh, we want to finish it (laughs) out before we, you know, put any bow on there. But as of right now, I think it's safe to say, Ryan, disappointed is is basically Mm -hmm. really how you can sum up a lot of this. But we'll give you more on that when it's finished because not everything. thing has been bad. I have found some things in there that I have enjoyed that I feel like are oh, good yeah. good building yeah. blocks but uh well it
1: hasn't been a, it hasn't been a, a completely stinky fart all the way through. No. Yeah, just an extended I mean, 13 it, episode fart, you know, just Yeah, there's been I mean there's definitely been some fart there's definitely farts but it, it it's not like just I'm, I'm just poking my eyes out while watching this television show. You know, no. there's, there's been plenty to praise and we will definitely go through that. And, um, but I say as, as, as overall right now, I'm, I'm still, I'm waiting on, on the, th- I feel like I'm still waiting on the thing to happen. That's going to make the season awesome. Right. And now and that I'm running out of time, 11, <laughs> I know. And I feel like we're, we're starting to edge on that time frame. I'm going, okay, when does, when does this really kick <laughs> up? <laughs> When does this really turn on? I know, I'm right? Um, uh, boy. But I still, you know, the, the defenders has finished filming. Uh, they started production on uh, Jessica Jones a couple weeks ago. Yes, they started production yes. on Punisher. Yes, um, and Frank Castle. They, oh man, Tom Barenthal, Frank, come Castle. clean up
0: the, this mess, please, Frank oh, I'm Castle. So excited. Get your yeah. get your broom
1: and, then, and dustpan out. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if season three of Daredevil has started yet, but um, I haven't I haven't heard anything. Can yet. we beg for it?
0: <laughs> Please. I don't know. We should. <laughs> Please.
1: Yeah. Um, we need some more. Yeah, we need some more Daredevil. We need some more DD, man. Like we just. uh <sighs> I'm we're still excited for most of this this universe. It's just oh you know, oh dude, finding- I, I hey our our final thoughts on Iron Fist, you know
0: we're giving <laughs> that to you next week. We're still crazy excited over the defenders. We just don't know yeah. how they're going to after
1: this um yeah i'm waiting boy to boy. You know, i just i need to i need some i need to be impressed i need to, i need you know i need something to really lift it up and i think we should get it you know hopefully and, and i you know have this have some of this stuff i don't want i mean i'm starting to talk too much yeah um,
0: yeah save it, know, we, like, save it for next week save it for next week
1: you know i've got my Zack snyder issues i'm gonna have my i'm gonna have some my marvel netflix issues of course like it's gonna it's, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. it is so yeah but yeah next week we'll wrap up iron fist um which I know probably everyone has been done and bored with by now, but we wanted to take it a little slower. No. We didn't want to just gulp, this, gulp the uh, 13 episodes down in a weekend. Well, if we did uh, that, that's
0: like eating, uh,
1: you know, the biggest bowl of uncooked broccoli you could find. Oh, man. <laughs> that, would be, that would be really rough. These episodes, I mean, they're 50 minutes, um, and that is the longest 50 minutes I think a television <laughs> show is put on the air. Like it is a long show for for each episode. Is yeah. we yeah. need to start cutting these down, guys. Like maybe thirty five. Like give or, me a thirty minute show. Or, or like or just, again an eight episode season. Or I, just eight episodes. Eight hours. Eight hours of content is plenty. Like thirteen is. hours. We're it starting is. to. Man, we're starting to get thin. Anyway, all right. Yeah, we'll save it for next week. We'll save it for next week. It's too easy (laughs) to jump into now.
0: We've we've asked so so much of our listeners' ears at this point. But yeah, next week some more Iron Fist, Um, and of course uh, you know some comic book print, all that good stuff. Ryan, my tank is empty, my friend. It's been a good one. Star Wars, uh, Thor, Ragnarok. (laughs) You're out of Coke Zero. I'm out of coffee. Thor, Ragnarok, Valiant icons marvel legacy magneto loves the the germans um
1: (laughs) (laughs) very no and no technical hiccups
0: no technical hiccups. Thank you to the new service that we're using, which will remain nameless, but thank you. <laughs> we found it. Thank we you. We found it. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, Batman number 21, the Watchman coming into the DC multiverse. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Marvel, we love you. We have faith in you. Don't let us down with Marvel Legacy dc our expectations are super high don't let us down with the button (laughs) please don't and valiant you just just keep doing what you're doing girl yeah yeah. valiant valiant you just just keep doing what
1: you're doing girl because you look good (laughs) (laughs) all right man well man this has been great this has been reasonable fanboys my name is ryan i am john you guys have a great evening